Refellas, everybody. We got a big episode for you today. Big, uh, big, big. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on? Jamal going on? is gone. He is outhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's here. He's yeah. with us, but he's not with us. But he's out of house. Right. I'm right here. So, right. yeah. Right. We've actually, a lot has gone down in the past week since Jamal's not been here, I feel. Yeah. yeah what? what the fuck is happening? Well, it's my birthday, number one thing. Happy birthday, birthday. yo. Jamal forgot my birthday. I'll just throw that out there. Jamal. I can't can't express (laughs) the turmoil that has caused me since. Yeah. (laughs) Like when Ian, we we were on FaceTime, right? Uh And we're we're chatting and- uh, and then Ian walks into the, my room and he's like, happy birthday, Morgan. And I'm like, this fucking motherfucker, <laughs> dumb motherfucker got your fucking nope. birthday wrong. He definitely yeah. But it didn't. turns out it was me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I assumed you were FaceTiming us because it was Morgan's birthday. <laughs> nope. Just not. Well, that, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense that you would think that. Not acknowledging it whatsoever. It's okay. I forgave you. Thank you. But you because but the I reason do, is I do truly feel awful about it. Well, you had it in your phone wrong, so like I have to give you a pass. It's not it, like you tried, but you just failed. Yeah. You know. You know, and and uh while I was there, I I don't think I I knew when your birthday was at all until it was brought up. No, but we yeah, we talked about it. Right, we had yeah. talked about it. So when I was, but well, that's when I realized, "Oh, okay." Yeah, but here's here's why it's inexcusable, Jamal, because <laughs> Yeah, because last yeah, week's bring, episode, the episode that releases last week, I mean, we talk about it being Morgan's yeah. birthday on that day. Like we recorded it way in advance, but I knew it was going to yeah. be released on Morgan's birthday, March 11th. And so we mentioned yeah. it on the podcast, but I guess that just went over your head. No, I remember it now. I mean, when when you said it, when we were FaceTiming, you're like, <laughs> yeah, I even fucking said it was going to dr- the episode was dropping on Morgan's birthday. And I fucking I remember that crystal clear when you said it, but they didn't sync up in my mind or my calendar. So, anyways, I think you're forgiven. I, Next sorry. year, though, we got problems if you forget. Next year, Uh-oh. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, 32 is a big one, so don't miss that. <laughs> I mean, after 32. this whole rigmarole, like now, then I'll really find out if you're fucking bullshitting and you di- and you give a shit or not. Is what I'm saying. Like, right. Because right. if you forget not, again, not, not how I treat you every other day of the year. Exactly. But. Yeah, I'm not convinced. Exactly. I'm not convinced at this point whether Jamal is a a bullshit he's kind a, of friend or a, or a real deal. Kind of right. You know, right. I think Jamal's to... playing the long game of bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> it's still possible. It's still possible. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about the dope shit. Let's talk about dope shit. Okay. Um, B-Day gifts. Yeah, let me go over them. Can I go okay. over them? Yeah, you go over it. Okay. I got a grill, homie. I got a small grill for the outdoor Fuck deck. yeah. I'm... You got it? How'd you get it, though? Jordan got it for me. I apologize. Yeah, buddy. I got... Jordan got me all, all <laughs> of my <laughs> gifts. So oh. let me just mm-hmm. throw that out there. Um, very excited. I'm going to be fucking putting shrimp on the bobby when you come yeah. here next time. Yeah, which I have not set veggies. up the grill yet because we are in the midst of a blizzard outside. Yeah, snowpocalypse. Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's actually pretty crazy. Snowstorm. Lots of snow. Uh, it was supposed to start yesterday, and it was like wah wah, nothing happened, and yeah, and today they they saved their asses. Yeah, I even got the emergency alert on the phone. Same like, I where finally the Amber got alerts it. Come in much later. It came in. <laughs> Don't Winter get snowstorm. On the road. Roads are shut down. Yeah. I mean, you guys got some footage. We sure did. You got footage of the footage, and you sent it to me. But how many feet you get? Um, we I don't were, know. 
When I checked at like three, we were at tw- 19 point something inches. Oh, they were going to say feet. I'm like, Whoa. No. So we probably almost got to two feet. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty thick. Wow. But it's more, it's like sideways. Dude, the snow. big thick flakes. It's just wind blowing. Yeah, I dust. was noticing that. Weird. So it's not like a level pile up. It's like it's like everything is a slope. So it's hard to tell how, actually how much yeah. inches we have. Yeah. Right. So there was that that I got. I'm very excited about. Thank you, Boo. I also got a Vitamix. Bought a Vitamix. Dope. I still don't know how to use the Vitamix or what path forward. The I Vitamix. used it for the first time this morning, and this thing fucking this thing rocks. Fucks. Yeah. I mean, it just rips. Yeah. Rips the food into a well, smoothie in I two mean, seconds. The motor on this thing is like it's probably the biggest motor I have in the kitchen. It is so. That bottom base, yeah. The horsepower that that thing is capable of is unreal. Oh yeah, you could fucking dice up it's some got, batteries. It's got a big motor. Yeah, it's got a big. motor. Isn't there like a YouTube channel? It's like, will can you blend it? Do they use a Vitamix for that? Because it's just chopping Probably. up metal and yeah, baby <laughs> anyway, parts. It is insane. I look forward to. You can make all kinds of things in it. I'm gonna make tzatziki probably. Ooh, is that a recipe you found? Uh, no, it's just something I thought of just now. Tzatziki. Uh, so yeah, that's, those are the biggies. Yeah. Those are the biggies right out the gate, you know? Yeah. Then a bunch of little shit that doesn't really matter. Okay. You have a nice little nightstand right here. Yes. I, I can set my drinks down without fear a of. A pod nightstand. Yeah. Without fear of knocking Dope. them over. It is exactly the right height. Thank you, sir. You got me board games, word games, boggle games. Oh yeah. Boggle games. Can, is there anything less interesting then the board game creator's story that's written on every board game. <laughs> I, I didn't know that that is. Every, is it written on every board I game? I don't know of every board, but whatever they have, what it's the stupidest fucking like. Yeah. My for, So I, I got at this game called Dabble, and I'd never uh-huh. heard of it, but it was I was looking for like word games because Morgan's good with word games. And this one was highly yep. reviewed. So I was like, okay. And again, it's like. Invented by my 88-year-old <laughs> grandpa who <laughs> fucking... Okay. It's like, why? Uh, yeah, I don't funny. care. And we also got this other game. Um, our parents got it for us for Ayamiya called Tenzi. And it just has like the... Oh, yeah. The, ga- the game creator's story. It's like, we, you know, went around the nation to different toy shops. And then finally one toy shop accepted our game. Okay. Then it's like in parentheses, thanks, Susie, at... Oh. Toys are. Thank you, Paramount. Bl- <laughs> it's just like it's the stupidest fucking story. And the game, what the game Tenzi is just forty dice. That's the whole game. Yeah, it's Yahtzee. The, is what it is. Yeah, it's dumb. It's not Yahtzee at all, but it's just like roll a bunch of dice to get the same number. Yeah. Yeah, Ian and Nicole got it as well, and I played it with the kids. It's. Um, I mean, I could see it being fun. Like it's just it's whatever. It's, but I it's mean, so fucking simple to be like we invented I, I mean, a game. It's, it's just like, come on, dude. Right. No, for sure. I mean, it's fun for like a round. <laughs> you get it, and then and then once you get the idea, you're like, okay, what the fuck are we doing, man? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, it's not a game for like the brightest people. Sure, I'd like to put this on mm-hmm. wax. Jordan got me a bag, five pound bag of gummy worms for my birthday. Of course, I did. Hell yeah! Thank you, boo. I bought you so many five pound bags of gummy worms, but the thing is, they had but been out of stock for a while. You usually do it with hate in your heart and in your soul. I just I don't mind buying you the gummy worms, but you gotta pace yourself. <laughs> I do. Have you not noticed? Um, I've been pretty good. Well, they've been out for a few weeks. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, so, have you paced yourself or have you been paced is I've the been, question. <laughs> right. 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 So that all went down. Um, I'm famous on Instagram. I got my hair done. Mm-hmm. I showed you that. Tight, tight. Also on my birthday. This is not a birthday present. It's a Christmas present. But it arrived on my birthday. Mm-hmm. The piano. Homie. I scheduled the delivery for it for your birthday. Really? Yeah. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It was a, there was a window of time, and I was like, "This is p- yeah. March 11th here." Perfect. Yeah, piano. Piano. Bought the piano. Um, Set it up in 2015, and finally yeah. got it. We have a lot of shit in the living room area now. It's, it's, it'll look, it'll look good. How though. you digging the the piano? I dig. It sounds. Good. Yeah. It's a Jordan's nice piano. Fuck yeah. Profesh. And that's a, that's a pod pick is me sitting at the piano. If you look in the background, you'll see Morgan chilling. <laughs> you'll see a, a bouquet of flowers. Oh, yes. Jordan her. got me flowers. Bouquet flowers. Ooh, ooh. And you'll see that it's kind of hard to tell, but it's snowing and there's uh, snow piled up mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. So trying to try to get all in one. Jordan was deck. like, sure. he, Jordan got sure. a ring light out and he was setting up selfies, like taking hella pics of himself while I was sleeping <laughs> this morning. It's funny. You'll also notice an absence of me. <laughs> yeah. That is true. So it's got everything. It's got the sadness of Jamal's absence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ring light. The reason why I got, well, first of all, I just got like a tripod for my phone to like take mm-hmm. pictures and stuff and video. And it came with a ring light, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." But mm-hmm. all the all of the advertisements for it are just a bunch of fucking chicks, yeah, doing their makeup and yep. like that's here's a Instagram photos or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool," because my idea is to like sort of uh, track the progress oh, of shit. the piano playing adventure. Nice. Yeah, I so, got to get on that. Yeah. That train. I don't know if I'll keep up with that, but that's that was the reason why I bought it. <laughs> Uh yeah, Jamal, how you been? What what's up with you? I've been good. I've been I've been um trying to get back into habits, you know, coming out of vacation mode. I'm fucking trying to uh get pick up my the reading habit again. I feel like I've lost it and it has been a trudge to try to get and it doesn't help because I I left when I when I left for Denver, I was in the middle of a book and I didn't bring it with me, and I, and I think it was because I was yes. getting tired of it. And I was like, I don't really feel like bringing this with me. It's like a more subconscious that I analyzed after the fact. So I came back to it, mm. and it's still a kind of a. Tra- I mean, I don't hate the book, but it's it's no, um, it's a hard it's hard to come back. The momentum because you lost. don't have that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm excited to start reading this book, and yeah, it's like. Let me try to re- get the habit back, and uh, let me get this book over with, kind of feeling at the same time. So maybe I'll pick up something else, and, and then once I get the habit back, then I'll finish it off or something. Maybe that's the way to do it. Yes, uh, when I, I'll just mention my my uh, my f- um, flight story. I got a little flight story for you. Hell yeah! Heading back to Oregon from Denver. Um, I'm in the airport. I get a text from United saying that uh, just so you know, this is a the language they used was something like an unusually full flight oh, or good. something like that. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, it's packed. I'm like, okay. So, and they're like, let us know if you want to switch or whatever. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. So, I get on the plane. Well rested. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm coming <laughs> off of, we, we, we hung out until fucking 7 a.m. <laughs> and then I we slept for like, I don't know, two, three hours, something like that. And then Jamal and then made sure out that the rest George of the day. and I were awake, made certain of it, and then packed for yeah. two and a half hours. <laughs> then he just packed while we and Morgan stayed awake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's just how it went down, homie. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's not just how it went down. You, it was orchestrated by you. Yeah, it was very strange. It wasn't okay, but you're saying the orchestrated. I mean, I am in and out of consciousness, being like. <laughs> but you're texting us. You're an anxious. You're texting about, us the room over, being like, "Are we getting up now? Are we getting up?" And I'm like, "Sure, let's get up." Yeah, yeah. I'm in a daze texting you. And then you get up saying. and just pack. Like, why? Why are we getting up? I don't. Anyways. It's I over. just, I mean, I honestly figured you guys were going to do some shit too in the morning. You guys are out of bed. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get out of bed. I'm going to take a shower. No, we're hanging fucking... out with you. It's your last day. Yeah, I know, but I still had to pack. So I figured I'd get that out of the way first. Yeah, you should get that out of the yeah. way while we're sleeping, is, what, is our point. But I wanted to sleep too. You I know... just thought it was of note. That's all uh, at the time because I'm like, okay. Yeah. Anyways, we're just giving you shit. Yeah, I know. It doesn't. It's not fun. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm no, get it's used okay. to it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I get this fucking text. I get on the fucking uh, plane there, and I'm the second to last uh, row, and they're boarding the plane back to front. I am in the first to be boarded. I'm the second to last uh, row of seats there, and I, I go all the way down, and I'm watching everybody come onto the plane. All the seats are filling up except for my <gasps> row. I'm like, I don't want to jinx it because I'm, 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 I am supposed to be sitting in the aisle, but I'd rather sit in the window and go to sleep. But I'm like, I don't want to fucking jinx this shit. I'm just going to sit here until, yep. you know, after takeoff, just so I know for sure. And I'm just going to, and I'm, I mean, it gets down to the wire. And right at the last minute, they're like, uh, we're expecting some people from a uh, flight from Miami that was delayed. Oh. Da, 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 da. Just it'll be another like 15 minutes. And so 15 minutes later, this group of people comes on the plane and they start filling up all the seats. And these two uh, young women, they come and they sit uh, next to me and they fill up my row. And I'm like, OK, I mean, if that's how it was going to go down. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Not yeah. bad. And then like two minutes later, a friend of theirs, she comes up and she's like, would you mind switching with oh, me? Like, no. I want to sit next to my friends. And I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. No problem. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I'm way up, like, towards the front of the plane, um, and it's a window seat. I'm like, okay. So I go all the way up there, and I, I when I get to the row, <laughs> it's a married couple. The husband is sitting in the window seat. Oh, no. And his uh, flawless wife <laughs> is sitting in the middle. And so I have aisle again. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't give a shit. But- it becomes super apparent as soon as I sit down that, I mean, I'm missing an armrest because she is very, uh, she's a large woman. <laughs> Dude, fuck that and she's chick. Spilling, fuck that chick. She's spilling into my seat and her husband's seat. Yeah, that's unfortunate okay? when that happens. Like, well, at what point, at what point do you have to buy two tickets? I feel like it's that point, yes. you know? It, the point where- She really should have, like- it's hard to enforce something like that because you don't know until you get that. But like for her own, like I would want two seats for the pure fact of like, I don't want to be spilling into someone else's seat and have them be pissed at that fuck the whole time. Of course. And it sucks for her because I, I mean, she didn't know that I do a podcast, you know? Blasted. But, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't get her name, but blasted. Yeah, but not, I'm not talking about her as far as the bitch. Like the bitch who switched with No, the with teen you. bitch is a fucking asshole. She fucking, dude, <laughs> first of all. She knew exactly what she was doing. Why did she tell you it was a window seat, first of all? 
It might have been. Because it probably was, but she probably picked her shit up and left, and then the husband was like, oh, she's leaving. Yeah. I'm going to go take the windows. Where did the husband guess. think she was going to fill out a different- I don't know. Well, she took her shit with her. But still, like, the, fuck that husband for moving before- No, I've done stuff like that. No, no, no. It's a full flight, meaning somebody is coming back to that seat. Yeah. She's not just going to fucking sit in an open seat. She has to switch with somebody. Right, but he may not have assumed that she would have told whoever is coming here that it, it was a window seat specifically or something. No, no, that's bullshit. Everybody who swaps a seat with somebody does tell the person what seat it is. That's true. It's you don't a selling just fucking, point. oh, sure, I'll switch seats with you yeah. and go from a window to a, a middle. Like, fuck that. You get that information, even though yeah. for some reason you just accept it okay, which I don't entirely blame you because if you were to be like, no, thanks. Now you're sitting next to her two friends who are going <laughs> to just fucking mean bug Exactly. I mean, I, yeah, I'm fucked. I'm <laughs> fucked. I mean, and I don't get, I don't care, but I mean, if I did care, that I was fucked. <laughs> yeah, know? that's why There's you no... got to immediately close them eyeballs as soon as you... Uh... I want to say something, but is your story over or is there more to it? Um, I just want to make one more note of that. She wanted to chat, but I was so... Mm -hmm. I was... I did care a bit about the whole thing. I felt like I got got a little bit, uh, both by the first lady and the... The first lady. Uh, the two ladies that followed. Um, the first lady and the, and the, the second, United third States lady. Of America. Wait, which ladies? Right. I felt like you got got by one lady. There's the first lady who wants to sit with her friends. Yeah. And then there's the second and third lady who didn't just buy two fucking plane tickets. Yeah. She's two people. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Right. But that's, I mean, right. that's a little less. Like, she's not fucking trying to get you got, you know? Of yeah, course. she should have known that she's too big. It's not just me, but now she's getting got potentially anybody at random on yeah, the plane. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a shit move. Potentially a large person. Like, she lucked out that I, I'm the size that I am. Exactly, because now they're touching bodies. It didn't bodies. bother me too much. Now that the bodies are seeping into each other, and that's a whole... I mean, fuck that husband. Is the, is the husband large, too? No. Yeah, he should have took the middle. I don't know how comfortable it is for a fat fuck to sit on in the window. Oh, it's probably be the best option. But she should just be spilling over into him, you yes. know? Like, why is this double spill Of course, happening? of course. I mean, they're old fucks, and they don't give a shit. And she uh, she said, uh, what the fuck? I can remember how this went down, but the, she gets her husband to like go up and talk to the flight attendant. He comes back, because when... When we're getting ready for takeoff, her fucking seatbelt won't, oh, won't uh, clasp. She can't get it. To, I've never seen uh, that before. Yeah, that's yeah. a double seat. You have so to that's for sure a double for seat. seat. You have to do a double seat. You yeah. have to. You fucking have to. But apparently you don't because then a flight attendant comes by with uh, one of those, uh, you know, those fucking when they're giving you the, the safety the instructions. Yeah, yeah extensions. The, yeah, the fucking extension. Which is, like, so funny to me. It's like... It's going to save her life. She's stuck <laughs> in the seat, so... <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Yeah. It, I it think, was... I think this is a casualty we're going to have to accept. <laughs> yeah. If the plane goes down. No way. I want her belted down. <laughs> She's going to be like a, a wrecking ball. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> like I might survive the plane crash if it, if it's not for a loose fat oh woman wrecking the interior. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so that's I mean that's that's the end of the story. A aside from every time, any time I had to you know adjust some part of my seatbelt. I mean I'm I am rubbing up against this woman. <laughs> I mean, after the plane ride, you should have found that bitch you swapped with. You'd be like, hey, hey, 
Excuse me. What the fuck? <laughs> you think yeah. that was an even? What, what are you doing? Even switch? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You are a bad person. Right. You yeah. knew what you were doing. <laughs> oh, what the I guess fuck? I'm fucking. That's all like some curb your enthusiasm shit. <laughs> you non equivalent. If only I had the balls. Yeah. So uh, that is yeah. some fucking. That's some. Uh, those types of stories really. Uh, jerk your jerk. Jerk my. Jerky. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it, it sucks enough to fly, you know? Yeah. Luckily, like, it's a short it flight. It sucks enough. Yeah. Right? It's like two hours? Yes, uh, thereabouts. I thought you had something to say, Jordan. That's what I was going to say. Like, oh. I wanted to be like, hey, grab her afterwards. Oh, like, word. hey. Right. <laughs> Excuse Fuck me. You. Yeah. Just look in her eyes before you say anything. Like she turns around, she looks and at you, see what and just be like, a... "I want you to acknowledge what you did." Like with your like, before yeah. I say anything, <laughs> she should be like, like almost smiling, either smiling, smiling, yeah, like smiling, like, like I, I'm I, grateful. No, smiling in a, in a way that's like, yeah, I know what I did. I I, I fucking tricked you. You know, like in, in that oh, in smiling, that, like in that snide, you got, got? Wo- like yeah, yeah, it's like, a woman. It's, it's a woman okay. way. Like if it was a guy. He would automatically be like, what, what, what? But mm-hmm. since it's a girl, she's going to play uh-huh. it off like playfully. Like, Haha, like sorry. Like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Go off of her womanness for you to be like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, she's going to play that card. But the one thing that sure. would annoy me is if you tapped her and be like, hey, hey. And she looks at you confused, like, who are you? Yeah. Like, I'd be like, you fucking know who I am. You know what you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you You did. know who I am. <laughs> I just tap her, hey, hey. Do you know me? Do you know me? <laughs> you know who he is. <laughs> do you know? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? You know exactly who I am. You know what you did, and I want an apology yeah. right now. <laughs> I hope you have a fucking shitty. I want vacation. you to mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! I want you to admit you are selfish, <laughs> and Make I want an you to pay me right now. <laughs> yeah, I want you to pay me. I'm going to watch you get your luggage. <laughs> I'm going to follow you. I want you to pay for the half of the seat that I didn't get to have yeah. on this flight. Hey, hey, you owe me a soda <laughs> or some Burger King. <laughs> or We're going fucking... to get something right now. You, you're going to go get you owe some me. food. <laughs> Bone me, whatever you got to do. <laughs> hey, your phone number. <laughs> um, I don't want her phone. She's a bad person. Look at how sweet Jamal is. She's a bad person. I mean, I can understand wanting to sit with your friends and also being next to a fat fuck and being like... I can't do this to another human being. Right. Well, it's almost like she might have had the idea... Like She had the idea that she was going to switch seats, going to ask to switch seats before she got on the plane. Right. But if you have a fucking faulty seat, you do not pass that along to somebody else. Like, you just don't. Yeah, but that's not her fault. Right. That's that's where it shifts into fuck this second and third lady. Right, cuz that put her in a weird spot, the original lady. I mean, she's right. what what right. she did, what she did that was fucked up was she did not disclose the full information. Yeah, she should have been like, "Yo, yes. The, the woman is fat as fuck." She should have asked you with a sympathy that was like, "Hey, I'm really I want to sit with my friends. I am sitting next to right. a larger person." But you right. look rather Whereas she small. Sold Could you it please to me do me the favor? Like, hey, it's a window. It's way up closer. To sell you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. She's a used car salesman. She's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not. I would not have sex with her. Damn. 
you went and that not, was on the menu. Yeah, she should not have kids because her kids will be assholes too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, unless, unless I did have sex with her and I raised the children correctly. Oh no, it's innate. <laughs> the asshole. You think it's in the DNA? Oh, it definitely. You're, you're, it's an uphill battle to raise those kids. There you go. That's it's true. a na- It would be. It would be uh, nature versus nurture for the ages. Yeah. I think. But I don't. I'm not going to take that on. Oh yeah. Good for you. Good. Good I'm not going to sex with her because she's a bad person. Let's talk about how Morgan Me. has dived into her first Doved. Zelda Delved. experience. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Morgan, <laughs> How's that going? talk to us. Talk to us. Oh, boy. I don't know what you want me to say. I. Uh... She's playing Link's Awakening uh, remake. Yeah, I was going to live stream Twitch mm-hmm. it, you know? Um yeah. That didn't happen. I don't know. I'm not okay. interested in doing that. You don't want to okay. do it because you don't want to have to like do your makeup or something. Before... I just don't want people. I'm doing. It's like a past the time thing. I don't want people to watch me. I don't want to engage. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, uh, yes, I'm playing my first Zelda game. It is fun. You like it? I do like it. Jordan, how hard is your D? Bro. Dude is, has not gone soft since. I mean, you must be falling in love with Morgan all he over. He just again. laughs at me, dude. It's actually <laughs> probably not attractive at all. He no, you're just... playing it in a funny way. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's fun watching someone who doesn't have the intuitiveness mm-hmm. that I have of like so so many things in just Zelda in general and just video games are so intuitive that it's like I just automatically will know how to do certain things. Yeah. Because I've seen the patterns. I've just... Sure. You've been playing it your whole life. It doesn't occur to me to do some of the things that you do. Like what? Like some of the just the wrong things that you're doing. Like not seeing (laughs) certain doors like that are at the bottom of the screen. Like I can't not see that door. Right. And you're just like, what? Where do I go? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you don't see that opening right there. Here is the thing I will say about this experience is... So I am like spatially fucking retarded. <laughs> and I feel this way when I'm on what? on my job site too. Cause like I can look at the drawings all day and I know where shit is, but you put me in like a 3d space. I have no fucking idea. Oh, where it's, a two, it's a 2d space. It's a 2d game. <laughs> I know. I'm t- I, was I, thought, about well, I thought you had said, site, but, I thought you said facially retarded. Oh no, spatially. Like like okay. yeah, yeah, my yeah. my knowledge of where I am and how to get where I've been yeah. and how to get back right. to where I need to be doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's as if I just don't have a tracking memory of like where I've gone. Right, but so many times which is why in Zelda they give you a map. And, yes. I'm, and I'm like telling you, like, open your map. <laughs> like so many times. Right. Like, wait, wait, which way do I go? Open your map. Just look at your map. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. But it is fun. I'm very good. <laughs> Speaking of her being very good. Okay, so. So <laughs> she fucking, okay, I'm going to post a YouTube video for everyone to see this. I recorded Fuck her. Yeah. I recorded Morgan battling the angler fish, okay? Full okay. boss battle of the angler fish. <laughs> she fucking goes in i mean oh my god here's the thing i didn't know i thought it would you know i don't know what to expect so i'm being cautious right right no that and that's you knew it was easy and so you started making fun of me before it even started and i'm thinking like this is gonna get really hard somehow and i don't know how and then i'm gonna die 
Of course, yeah. No, it goes along with whatever, like, you feel, you know. And you're watching me, so, like, I'm on more, I'm on a less risk-taking mode. Here, let me just say this. You turned the easiest boss battle in video game <laughs> history into, like, a nail-biter. Like, it's like, I was like, is she, she, let, let's just say, spoiler alert, she fucking one-shots this boss. She beats it on her first try. But it was nice. close. Like, it was so close. Oh, boy. And I, you showed me, I didn't know it was even possible to get hit by this boss. It's that easy. Like, I was like, holy smokes. Yeah. Like, it's a meme how how easy this boss sure. is. Sure. And I was surprised at, you know, it's the only one I've beaten on my first try. Right. So. Yeah. There is that. Well, that should tell you something right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, which which part are you at right now? Because you're still you're still playing. I it. just you're in the beat midst. the um the spiky tailed oh, caterpillar. Right. Yeah, you got the hook shot now. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. And I can swim, and I can hook shot. So I'm basically all over the all over this bitch. Yeah, you're fucking globe. How many uh, how many hearts do you have? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. You have like nine. I or think K. I have a full row and plus one. Whatever, oh, you however do? that many is. Yeah. I think that's a uh, eleven. Ooh, I need every single nice. one. Nice. I'm enjoying <laughs> it. I like it. I have to occasionally refer to the internet for where to go in the dungeon. You're using an internet guide. Yeah. Oh my god. Just when you're not there. Right, but then you're just going to blast through this game and then you're not going to have anything else to play as opposed to just being in the Am game. Am I almost done? I mean, you're past the halfway point. <gasps> okay, I'll stop using it. <laughs> there you go. I'll stop using it. Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't know I was halfway. It's all right. What do I play next? Breath of the Wild. Is it on Switch? Um, it is, but I own it on Wii U. We can buy the Switch version if you want. Okay. I mean, I would buy the Switch version for you if you actually wanted to play it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Jamal, or we can move the Wii U down play. there. Jamal, what are your thoughts on what me playing? You thought I was pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got, to, I got. To, I think it was like what it was like the last day I was there. It was, and I, it was weird because yeah, everyone was fine reason. with me playing it, and I felt like guilty. Well, I was surprised that you even started, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, don't disrupt this moment <laughs> let her go oh my <laughs> gosh I, and it was keeping me awake and i was so stressed that's true yeah we are so tired and video mm -hmm. games keep people awake. yeah but i th my opinions on morgan playing the game is as follows <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's a fucking first of all it's a joy and a half uh and i know you won't believe that just at least initially your mm -hmm. your gut is to not believe that anybody is enjoying themselves watching another person play a video game that's fine <laughs> and you're actually a, you, i was surprised i Thank feel like you. you took to it well and it definitely helps that it's um, it's structured like uh, animal crossing yeah so yeah it's an easy the, transition it's like super dope yeah. yeah yeah and and even even the style of it like he almost he's got an animal crossing vibe yeah. Too yeah. Long. Like their proportions. Here's yeah, the thing exactly. is, I cannot, for the life of me, jump without swinging my sword. Oh my God. I was going to bring that up. So in this game, you get the rocks feather, <laughs> which allows Link to jump. Right. And she mm -hmm. cannot jump. It's because I'm pressing without swinging all, her like, sword. Because I'm like, oh, like I'm having a short out in my brain where I'm like, that's not, I'm not making it. And then I just press the other button. 
I mean, there was a section where <laughs> save yourself. I was so upset that I didn't record it because I don't know it's going to take her as long as it is going to take her until it does. Of course. I was like, fuck, I wish I recorded this. It was so hilarious watching her That's have why to you make gotta a do, simple she's jump. She's got to do the twitch. I was like, there's no way she's fucking this jump up. And I'm like, don't swing your sword like while you're jumping. Stop. And then yeah. she does it every time. She can't not jump. Like, there's one button to jump. Just hit that one. Like, ignore this sword. You don't need your sword for this whole part. <laughs> you kept telling me that. Why are you swinging your sword? Why are you swinging your sword? And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just trying to hit buttons fast. We don't need to hit buttons. You need to move and hit one jump button. <laughs> it's just a left and right and jump sure, situation. Sure. Like, like resituate your hands on the controller so you're not pushing all these other buttons. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So there's that. I don't know how she's doing it. I don't know how she's... In... Fucking up somewhere. <laughs> I, I wouldn't... I you know could... she's doing it more than one time? Right, yeah. It's like my brain would self-correct itself to where I feel like it would be harder for me to... <laughs> swing my sword and jump at these moments sure it's fucking crazy is it still is that still the norm oh yeah yeah it's it's a yeah. real challenge i think it's one that it's will stick with now. me for, for quite some time oh boy but there is improvement there's visual improvement of your ability to play this game yeah i mean i think this is a great entry point into zelda because it is an easier one sure um there's hard moments uh but there it's it it's walks you through it simply. I think so too, yeah. Breath of the Wild is a much steeper learning curve, mm -hmm. but it's a much more rewarding experience <laughs> once you're into it. <laughs> what was the one where you're like, just stop running into the walls? Like, I was oh, yeah, hypercharged yeah. boosting into the wall. Yeah. And changing direction. Yeah, you have to like run around a bad guy to like the back of him to, to slice him like in a circle. Uh-huh. And she, and in order to be fast enough to do that, you have to do a sort of a dash move. And she kept running into the mm -hmm. wall. And I'm yeah. like, and that slows you up like he stumbles when he runs into the wall <laughs> while doing the dash. Right. And she's like, I can't catch him. And the thing would always catch up to her and like hit her from behind. Sure. And I'm like, well, if you just stop running into the wall, <laughs> like just yeah. stop doing that and then you can adjust yeah. and run around that was it <laughs> yeah i give her a little like bonus tips like little yeah. like hey. little nudges yeah little, i would have never figured like, out how to kill that fucking caterpillar i mean there's no fucking way in the so this is an intuitive thing for me like <laughs> when i play a zelda game i know if i get a new item in a dungeon you're going to use that item to defeat the boss. Like, yeah. It's just something that is so intuitive <laughs> as a Zelda fan. And so she goes into this boss battle after she gets the hook shot and she starts shooting arrows at it. She's like, if that didn't work, I don't know what to do. She immediately, like doesn't try anything else. She's like, I don't know what to do. Like, how do you like, you well, cause I'm so nervous that it's going to send me back to the beginning. And then I'm going to have to find my fucking way back to this room again uh -huh. because I don't know where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's guaranteed that you're going to die several right, you're, times. You're not operating on like, a, let me think critically and, and yeah, cleverly about Yeah, I'm like, it's going to be so, like, so like, stressful for me to wayfind my way back to this room that like, I'm. that's where my mm -hmm. focus is at. Right, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you're good, you're good. I got some good juke moves now. Now that you told me I can jump over certain things, I didn't know that. But I'm not a good jumper. Your oh. jump uh, sword slasher. Anyways, Zelda, we'll keep you updated. 
Um, let's Hell get yeah. into Morgan's top seven. Top seven. And these include two movies that you saw with us, Jamal, because we didn't go over them on the pod. We're done. So number seven. <laughs> number seven, I care a lot. Yeah. This movie is bad. <laughs> this is a brand new movie oh, on Netflix. No. This movie is not yeah. good. This movie is so cartoonishly. None of the characters are believable in any way, shape, or form. And you hate them. They're, They're ha- all. Every single one of them is evil. Like the most evil like, pe- person that exists. But it's like you start off with Rosamund Pike, who's just an evil person who takes advantage of old people to milk them dry of their money. And so you set they set mm-hmm. that up, and you're thinking, okay, how are we going to watch this bitch get murdered in a satisfying way? Right. Like, that's what you want. Sure. And then the uh, the next character introduced later is Peter Dinklage, who's like the head of like a Rush, Russia mafia gang or whatever. He's like a leader. So he's a sh- piece of shit person as well. And now it's like them pitted against each pitted other. Pitted against each other. <laughs> yes. Because she locks up his mom. His mom in like a fucking. Unbeknownst to her. Yeah. I don't even want to really get into it. It's, it. it's so bad. It's so convoluted. The mom played by Megan Weist. I think she's probably the best part. Yeah, I agree. Megan Weist. No, that's uh, her name. Diane Weist. Diane Weist. Um, she's the best thing about the movie. Um, only because it's like, oh, there she is. She's old lady now. But Well, I don't understand how <laughs> Rosamund Pike, like, she is so... Someone like this doesn't exist, dude. Who's like so she's greedy real that... Yeah. She's evil. Like she She's is evil. actively evil. I know. Like, like, like making her life shit. You know, like f- just because, she, like, she won't give her certain information. It's like it makes no sense. It's like I can see someone doing this, like taking advantage, uh, where they become legal guardian and like take their money, but they still like are nice to the person because you do have some semblance of like, fuck, I'm stealing all your shit. Like, are they like? put them in a nice home they talk to them or you know like that would be somewhat believable but like her literally just kidnapping these people stealing all their money and like cutting them off from any human throwing her middle finger in the air like so bizarre it's so crazy nobody like this exists of course there's pieces of shit out there but they to themselves justify it like they think they're good people yeah like they will fucking work away to be like right I am an. She is. She, she has knows, none of that. Yeah, she's like. She's, I just want money. Fuck bitches. And then Damn. even like her fucking Girl. lover slash coworker. Yeah, that's never made clear. She fucking. She works with her, and she's a sociopath too. Doing the. I know. She works to do this bullshit, milking old people, drive their money. Just thing. these two sociopathic women. But it's like parts of the movie. It's like, oh, what are, am I supposed to feel, feel bad for these people because they're getting their they heads bashed in? Each other. And okay. then they throw in little like uh, women and stuff. Yeah, it's that super makes no it's sense. Super strange. Like they don't lean into it heavy, but they definitely are like dipping their toe in the. Like they're like, are you a lion or a lamb? She's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a, a lioness. lioness. <laughs> it's like, oh, we didn't nice. give you a third option. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> like what are you doing <laughs> like and that's then, a different thing and then Go you know yourself. one of the guys right. like in the beginning <laughs> she's like, so a lion then <laughs> yeah. yeah one of the guys in the beginning who she has you know cut off contact from his mother yeah you know he's upset understandably uh, for sure he can't see his own mom because she's locked him up in an mm-hmm. old folks home and then cut prevented off him from being from able visiting to or calling or anything and like and so he like confronts her in the parking lot after he takes her to court 
which this she whole wins. judge like uh, is also kind of unbelievable that no one's questioning like these very upset people who are like right, my like, mom is everyone's taking her to court but yeah he's like she's she's an upstanding citizen right it's like okay um but anyway he confronts her in the parking lot like what the fuck like you fucking bitch and she's like you think I'm afraid of you because I'm a uh, you're a man or whatever? Like men, I don't. It's fucking weird. Right. Yeah. It was just. It was he, a weird it's like no. I, He's like he, no. He fucking hates you because you're a bad person. Yeah. Like what? I like I I legitimately thought like the the message of the movie was hey women are cunts too. Yeah. Like that. Like right. it's like hey women could be bad <laughs> bad guys. Right. It's like what? It is very weird. <laughs> yeah. Like it's supposed to be like pro. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. It was fucking... I mean, the, obviously, the message of the movie is, like, corporations are evil. Yeah. But it's so heavy-handed, and everything serves that message to the point where all the characters are... They fall apart. Are, ...are just hollow pieces of shit that you don't believe. Yeah. Mm. It's just all to yeah. serve this narrative. It's just like, this is not how life works. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah completely garbage mm. movie. Fuck that. Very bad. All right. Number six. Orange County. <laughs> okay yeah so i forgot to mention in this list we got the black three yeah the jack <laughs> nice. black. The jack black three and the first one of the lowest on the list will be orange county i don't have a lot to say about this movie i mean uh, jack black is funny i think he's funny as his brother in this movie but like aside from that it's uh, it's okay Dude, colin hanks is so garbage in this movie he's so oh yeah he's shit to watch sure. he's not good I mean, he does yeah. look a lot like tom hanks in several of course scenes. but he sucks oh he's so bad and i just don't but the movie is redeemed by how fucking funny jack Black he is, is really he's for sure the best part of the movie i mean yeah yeah i mean there's other side characters that i enjoy like john lithgow whatever he's funny yeah. Catherine o'hara is funny like all the all the side players I think his do a good girlfriend job. annoys me, to be honest. No, no, all the high school kids. Yeah, they all suck. His okay. friends are not funny. They suck. All mm-hmm. of the high school people suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. But Jack Black is the all shit. the adults in the movie are great. Yeah, wa- I mean, s- watching this movie in like early high school is great. But I mean, I rewatched it semi recently with Ian and Nicole and Danica and. And we all had a good time watching it, but it was like that was the first I hadn't seen it in forever and watching it and just being like seeing like, oh, this is movie kind of sucks. <laughs> like yeah. Oh, it sucks. But but there but Jack Black does have some fucking funny as fuck moments in it. Yeah. I never had any delusion that I was like, Oh, this I remember really loving this movie. It's like, no, I know it's a bad movie, but it is fun to watch Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. All Chevy right. Chase sucks. I don't know. <laughs> He's in one saying that. <laughs> Number f- oh, yeah. five, Shutter Island. We just watched this last night. I like Shutter Island. I mean, it is way too long. <laughs> there are definitely huge chunks that could be cut out of it. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I had seen it before. I remembered the gist. I was surprised it was a movie that you would be down to rewatch. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And well, It was uh, late last night, and I thought you would fall asleep during whatever you watched. Sure. And I was like, this is a nice throwaway. It's been a while since I've seen it. I want to give it another shot because it is Scorsese. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. so I was like, let's just fucking throw it on. Let's not you know, spend hours deciding on a movie. Let's just watch let's Shutter watch Island. It. Yeah, it was a, we both immediately agreed. I don't hate this movie. I don't hate it. I don't like it, though. Yeah. I don't think it's that good. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's a glorified, I mean, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. 
it's a stylish Jasmine. He loved her yeah. movie. <laughs> like that's yep. it's that yeah. twist. Yeah, and yeah, and it's an obvious twist from the fucking get go. Uh-huh. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. is just acting like a fucking crazy person. I don't. I mean, I from the get, I'm pretty sure the first time I watched it, I had no idea. I can't remember if I had an idea. I mean, it's it's the movie plays out in such a crazy way. Yeah, and like the visuals are great. Like it's fucking. It looks cool. It does. Like the hurricanes happening and mm-hmm. is all dope, and the guy being like, "Tag you're it." Yeah, like, that was creepy but funny. Um, but <laughs> yeah, overall, I mean, the movie is just like get to the fucking get point. To the, yeah, it really is yeah. a slog yeah. to get to the ending, but. But I'd be interested to see Martin Scorsese do another horror movie. Like I was like, Jesus Christ! I don't remember the end, like the Act Three being this long. It was so long. Like I thought it was like a quick mm. reveal and then boom, it's over. No, no, no. They have to explain the I whole was thing. Like to you. holy shit! They not only explain it, but then they play it, like they play the fucking scenes that occurred. Yeah. And then they talk about it more. It's like Jesus fuck. They talk about his whole time he's staying there. It's like, you don't need to mention eight times that he's been here for two years. Like, we get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I also think, like, the name thing, the rule of four, is a little unsatisfying and gay. Oh, it's so dumb. Yeah. What what is it? It's like, break that down for me. All the names of the people are all anagrams. But it's like, like, okay. It's like, do crazy people actually do that? (laughs) And, like, believe it? (laughs) Like,. It's like it's so they, they have no other way of yeah. coming up with a name other than using like the root of their trauma and, ju- and yeah. just jumbling Just leaving the, the breadcrumb for the psychiatrist to be like, hey, you did this. Yeah. And then being like, oh, fuck. Right. As opposed to just be, like, making up a completely right. different it person. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. It's all set there to add to this psychiatrist <laughs> file of like, here's how we can walk you back to sanity <laughs> right. and have it not work in the end yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I mean, it well, does. But then it's like. Ooh, does he know? He does, but it's like it still doesn't make any sense. He's like, "Would you rather live being a monster or die Thank being a man?" Thank you. I was man? like, I don't know what. It's like, why is he? That means like now that he knows who he is, he's he, not a monster. He just wants to be lobotomized. He kills his wife because his wife did, killed his children. Their children. So yeah. it's like, why does he consider himself a because monster? Because he still? didn't. She was crying out for help, and he didn't do anything about it. Oh, that's so true. He but feels still. like he killed the children. And even if. He can't rationalize it anyways. He still committed murder. And his daughters are dead. I mean, who would want to live in that world? <laughs> true that. True that. So, it's a great yeah, movie. Yeah, so he just goes and gets lobotomized <laughs> at the end, which is real fun. <laughs> which is so crazy. I mean, you never hear. I'm pretty sure that's highly. Oh, I guess it's in the 50s. Yeah. Say you're highly not, illegal. You people get lobotomized now. <laughs> like, why don't you just kill him, bro? Like, I don't know. Why are we half killing him? That's that's well, the modern way to do it. They used to lobotomize people, and now they just fucking shoot them. I mean, I would I I would be more in favor of of lobotomy if it is sort of like if you're gonna kill him anyway, you might as well see what if this work like what if they did something to his brain and yeah. all of a sudden he's like perfect. Right. It's like you want to you yeah, know give it a shot. Give it a, a shot. shot. I get what do you, what do you got to lose? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, he yeah. doesn't seem like a bad guy. Is what's the craziest thing? Like 
He's not a right. Criminal. He's beating himself up. Yeah. But it's like everyone else looking at him, they should have sympathy. Like, but they're they're still like, if mm-hmm. you don't come to reality, like we're gonna lobotomize you because you're the most dangerous person here. And it's like, well, then you guys are fucking doing something wrong because he's not a bad person. Yeah. There's a lot of other people in that fucking prison who look way crazier. Yeah. But you also don't yeah. know if that's from <laughs> it's because it's what he sees. Sure. Or if they're actually that fucking insane. It's like. Because yeah, the hurricane apparently didn't happen. It's all sunny weather the entire time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like at the very end, like they showed the outside and it's like oh, yeah. a pristine garden. Oh, that's right. The hurricane was not. It's all happening in his head. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Word number four. High fidelity. High fidelity. You guys watched it. I could see. I could see. That's a, that's a decent placement. Okay. This is a sweet, feel goody movie. I like it. I think it goes deeper than most rom-coms go. Just as far, I just love the resolution of it. Like this guy, this neurotic guy. Yeah. Is fucking. It is a good res. Has this thing that a lot of people have. They don't want to grow up and they want to, always fantasizing about a better scenario, a better girlfriend, like everything. Like, oh, things are not perfect in this relationship. So you fucking. Live in the fantasy of the next one. Yeah, you live with one foot out the door sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. And then his resolution of being like. I just want to think about something else. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's great. I I think think it's a a great great. ending of him being like, yeah, like eventually you don't just have the girl who is always wearing lingerie. Yeah. And you get like she has the regular cotton underwear. I just haven't seen him yet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The epiphany of like, oh, it's not going to that's not going to change these these are superficial things right and like yeah no one is no one is this fantasy person that you're imagining yeah i think it's a i think it's a a good it's a good, good message flick. and jack black is in it i love he's both funny. honestly both of them both of the employees yeah, yeah they yeah. just crack me up and dick and barry they they're playing nerds well like to the point where you're like oh yeah i could see this being like a real person that I probably wouldn't want to talk to. Right. Well, that's so the episode will come out later where I actually have read the book, High Fidelity, uh-huh. but you haven't heard about it yet that I've done that, but I have. And those two <laughs> characters, they're written exactly like they are in the movie. Really? Yeah. They're yeah. written exactly like that, which is why I'm like blown away. I love it. At how good to have Jack Black play that role. It's like, it's meant for him. Oh, for sure. Like he's fucking. Mm. He's fast talking and he's a dick. He's mm-hmm. he's a complete asshole. But at the end, he's able to sing. Like, who else could play this role other than Jack Black? Like, I know he is a frumpy guy in the story. In the actual story, it's so fucking funny. Well, and when he sings, it's like the sweetest thing. Of course, I know Jack Black at this point. You know, has some musical uh, talent, or mm-hmm. he he can fucking he understands yeah notes tenaciously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has his own band. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I fucking totally forgot about that. Does he have perfect pitch? And uh, I totally forgot about that. Jesus Christ. Um, That's embarrassing almost. Uh, Anyway, but when he sings, I'm like, just because of how unexpected it is for Rob. Yeah. Like, it's so endearing and sweet. And he's like, oh, my God. Like. He right, because he tries to he it. tries to pay him not to sing. He's yeah. like, I will pay you every, like 100% he just of the door. He assumes that he fucking sucks. Yeah. And like. <laughs> and he fucking kills it, and it's just a sweet, it's a sweet little ending. Yeah. I, yeah. What's that other Dick? The other Dick is the other. Name. Yeah, he's like a fucking nervous. Now he's like he just wants to please Rob. The so bad. Chunk is that character, and is. like his little relationship is set up perfect. Like that's exactly how this guy meets any girl, right? Is like in this very weird, nervous, like 
I'm going to connect because I know a lot about records. Right. But I'm not smooth. I'm just like grasping. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Right. And that's one of the themes of the movie is, is it's not what you're like. It's what you like. Yeah. Is like, is what like, I don't know how, I I don't know. Well, the, the arc is that's how the characters begin thinking. Sure. Like they think that stuff is important. It, like what you like is more important than oh, what you right. are like. And they then like by the end of the movie, shit. by the yeah. end of the movie, yeah, you they come to the realization. It's like, no, it's what you are like. Yeah. Like there's scenes in the book that aren't in this movie of like, he goes to meet some of her friend, Laura's friends. Yeah. Friends that have very shitty musical tastes up to, not up to his standards. Sure. And she knows that. But she doesn't. He doesn't see their record collection until like the end of like this dinner party, and mm-hmm. he like ends up. He like really gets along with. It. He's like, these are great people, yeah. and then she's like, check out their record collection. Oh, and he's like, why'd you fucking do that? <laughs> it's this whole thing of like, oh, it's it. Maybe it isn't what you like. Maybe it is what you are like. That's more yeah. important. Yeah. But this podcast, we talk about a lot of things that we just like, like movies and shit. All so right. this I was is super special. Book of Eli. <laughs> Book of Eli, best movie ever. <laughs> um, well, fuck yourself. All right, number three, School of Rock. This movie's so good. It's, it's so, so I was dope. blown away. The lead child guitarist is so Zach Mooneyham. cute. I mean What about Lawrence is good at piano? Lawrence is good at piano. He will be rocking in He's like that whole part where he's like, I'm not cool or whatever is fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah. People in bands are cool. I'm not cool. How he deals with like you know, the class cunt, straight A, gold star girl is like perfect. You know, it's like make her the manager. The She's satisfied. Cunt. He The way he deals with every, like, I, every kid gets like a moment in yeah, this movie. It's do. not like. Yeah. And the oh way my he deals God. with. And then that one, the the singer chick. Yeah. When she first sings, it's like, it oh my God, yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, literally, she's like a Beyonce level singer, this little girl. Uh-huh. Not a Beyonce Crazy. level actor. Tamika. But... No. <laughs> nope. But they're child actors, whatever. The the little blonde girl yeah. I think is the worst, but yeah, it's hard to tell. <laughs> I give it a pat. Oh, it's yeah. it's so fucking Jack Black is a fucking dino. It's one of the greatest comedic performances ever given. I feel his him yeah. acting yeah. in his moments where he's acting like a teacher are my favorite. Oh my god! When <laughs> when fucking Joan Cusack walks into the teacher's lounge and she's yeah. like, everyone like everyone get ready for parent teacher conferences that are coming up, and he burns himself on the coffee pot. He's like, hot, hot, hot. <laughs> which is a completely unrealistic scene because like somebody in that room would be like are you okay because he freaks out so hard like anybody would be like dude are you all right but no one says anything to him they just wait for him to stop his freak out which i love i mean i love that that's how the scene plays out because it's so funny he puts he puts butter on it yeah oh yeah immediately (laughs) slabs butter on his head oh my god it's so funny (laughs) it's so great man there's so many amazing scenes. I mean, when Joan Cusack goes into his class and he has to like sing. Oh yeah, be teaching. So and get he, off like, the get, She notices the guitar. Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, I've been and teaching. Six you know, math times and... a billion is six billion. <laughs> six billion. That's right. <laughs> and fifty-four is the forty-five more. <laughs> what is more? the answer? Like the way he phrases it, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, if I was a kid, I would have been like, I don't know what, what you you're just <laughs> Yeah, no same, shit. Same. It's because it's scripted that she's able to be like, nine. Yeah. No, right. it's eight. Right. And she's like, no, no. it's nine. <laughs> yes, that's correct. I was just yeah. testing you. <laughs> it's nine. It's and that's a magic nine. number. <laughs> number. Or that she like, right after that scene, she follows him out 
and she's like, oh, Mr. Schneebly, like, I just want to ask you about, like, you have some very, like, unorthodox methods. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I learned under uh, Eric von Strasenberger bacon. So <laughs> 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 making this shit up. I love, I, I, I love it when he kicks this sim- after the band kicks him out of the band, and then uh-huh. he turns around, he kick- the way he kicks that symbol. Yeah. Oh my God. And then he comes out with like the karate hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Jack Black is, I yeah. mean, fuck, he was, a, he was on fire for a moment there. For sure. And now he's mm-hmm. old, I guess. I don't know. Or just content. He's so fat. <laughs> he's so poly. <laughs> he's just a fucking. And yeah, his eyes are just so crazy. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Great fucking movie. I love it. Good movie. Yeah. Number two, Sicario. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. Twist. Oh, Sicario. So I assume this is your number one. It's my number two. This would be my number one, yeah. Uh, And it's possibly because I've seen it before, and I and I don't think I've seen the other one before. Uh-huh. Um, but I have no complaints about this movie. <laughs> like, I don't, I just, that's just the order with which I chose them. Sure, sure. I feel like yeah. these top two sit very high above the rest of this list in Oh, general. I disagree. I think School of Rock and High Fidelity can hang with them. Okay. I mean, I think Sicario is above them. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, weighing, uh, Sure. But this, your number one, I would, like, uh, I don't know, like, even School of Rock and High Fidelity, I would go back and forth which one I'd like more. Sure. I need to rewatch High Fidelity. Jesus Christ. I just love, it's not as funny as School of Rock. School of Rock is a lot funnier. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. as just a movie in general, I don't know. Okay. I like High Fidelity a lot. Okay. Sicario. I yeah, got great. no complaints. It's a good movie. I feel like we've talked about Sicario a lot. A lot. Uh, number one, City of God. City of God. City of God. This was so good. I might agree with you, Morgan. I thought it was riveting from I start to finish. I love this movie. Yes. It's an incredible movie. It's insane it's one of the most disturbing movies it's it's fucking yeah. intense as fuck there's yeah. lots of children being murdered oh, and it's devastating lots of poverty being exploited it is fucking crazy brazil brazil yeah. i mean the slums of brazil but the movie is shot like so cool it's fucking like it's a scorsese so movie it's so dope. fucking i don't yeah. know how I don't even know what it is that I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I couldn't tell you what was so great about it. But, like, I know that every time there was a scene, every scene was just, like, interesting. You were excited about, like, where, like, where is it going? Yeah, everything is interestingly framed. Yeah. And, and the pacing is perfect. Right. They'll, like, so, introduce a character and you'll be like, we'll get back to him. Yeah. And then they get back to him and it's but, like, yeah. But it I've out. seen that done like, in ways where I think that? it sucks is the crazy yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Like, I would never be mm-hmm. like, oh, they made reference to, it's like, I've seen it where I fucking hate that shit. Uh-huh. So I don't know why sure. I don't hate it here. It's just done well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to really <laughs> right. put your right. finger on it. It just works because it's so well edited and paced. Yeah, the editing on this movie is insane. It's, well, and I think like so the point of view of this journalist is a cool angle of it. You know, you're not like mm-hmm. he's kind of like this just normal kid, essentially, yeah. like in the middle of all this. Right, you're supposed to identify the most with him being in this situation. Yeah. And identify the least, I feel, with fucking 
the slice the so psychopath the fucking psychopath uh dice yeah big z dice little z little z, little z. he is a fucking crazy fucking person right but even like the scenes where it's like that's what he loves and he's really good at killing people but he can't talk to a girl and stuff and he has to like oh threaten. he's so yeah. angry like and yeah. lonely and shit it's made very clear it's made clear in such a good way. Oh yeah! Like like a, this right, is a teenager. Right. This is a teenage boy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's right. You're so you yeah. You almost forget that to some degree with the older kids because what they're doing is so fucked up and there's murder and it's, yeah. You age them yourselves to be like these are. He's like fourteen or some shit. And they're also he, like <laughs> not he, almost just not human. <laughs> like, and then you have these very real sort of human moments. Uh, like yeah, like he can't talk to a girl, and then how that? Okay, how does he do that? And I, how, <laughs> what manifests from that situation? And he just fucking loses his shit, right? And yeah. uh, it's insane. Rules by fear. It's so well done. Right. Well, he's that's how he controls. Mm-hmm. That's how he keeps control. You right. know, is of his yeah. surround of his that's environment. His, is, that's how he gets his power. Yeah, is like I'm just gonna fucking yeah. m- murder bitches until they listen to me. It's so insane. It's if you yeah if anybody hadn't seen City of God it's fucking it's so good great movie Thank you me. gotta watch it cool thanks for ranking those of course, Morgan it should we jump like into you guys were both on board with that ranking oh Isakara is my number one I just well except for that yeah, yeah yeah but in general you seemed you seemed to agree but yes we could go into the non movie movies oh. let's save those let's go into Reed Fell's R E A D okay you want to go first Ooh. sure I read uh, the Glass Castle. And you were giving me hype on it. I was giving you some hype on it. Here's the thing. It's very good. I ultimately gave it a four out of five. Because four and a half wasn't an option. But upon further reflection, I think even so, I would settle on like a 4.25 out of five, maybe. Oh, she was complaining that they didn't have half rankings. Here's now the you thing is because it's hard when I see it against something else. Yeah, of course. It it in and of itself, I feel like it is a four out of five. Mm-hmm. But when I see it against other things I've ranked, then it it makes me be like, well, it's a little better than that. Yeah, yeah. no, I get that. So, um, yeah. so it got me confused. But uh, this is just basically about a dysfunctional family <laughs> told from the point of view of one of the children. There's four of them, and their parents are just. Not quite fully with it. And at first when they're young, it's like their their parents are excited. They're always on an adventure and, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. And then like over time, it's like, oh, they're not care. They're not taking care of us. <laughs> like we're. Yeah. Mm. Um, her dad's an alcoholic, but he's got other issues, too. He's it's like conspiracy thinking, paranoia, like. Their mom is like, I'm an artist and I just don't, I never want to work. And like, she's very selfish. Like, it's my time. Like, why do I have to do everything? You know, why do I have to take care of you guys? Like, I need my time for me. And it's like, they're so fucking poor that they're, they just stay in abandoned like shacks and stuff. And squat. Yeah. And they have no food. Like, it's so crazy. And then when they get old enough to where they can start, like, like, they change in their recycling to get money so they can buy some food or whatever. And, like, the dad is just constantly going back to, like, being an alcoholic and stealing all their money and shit. And, like, eventually they mm. move to New York and their parents follow them later and they're homeless in New York and the kids are 
doing fine. Are you spoiling everything? Yeah. God damn it. I want to read this book. I'm really sorry. It's yeah. more of the ride. It's You're not surprised. Right. Yeah, you it's, know? it's in the same vein as like educated it's or It's exactly the same, but without the family. religious portion. Right. It's exactly that vein. Of overbearing, but, but terrible But you parents. realize they're just unwell. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're just not yeah. capable of ke- taking care of this family. It's a glass castle, man. Right. They shouldn't have had kids, right. but they had kids, and yeah. that's what happens. And they're just a little not with it, you know? <laughs> they're poor yeah. people. Yeah. Word up. I read Into the Magic Shop by Morgan's dad, <laughs> James Doty. Wow. <laughs> no, it's not It's not her actual dad, guys. Come on. Oh, come on. The subtitle to this book is A Neurosurgeon's Quest to Discover the Mysteries of the Brain and the Secrets oh, of the Heart. Dang. Oh, that sounds kind of sweet. Morgan got this book because this guy was a guest on Sam fucking Harris. Sam Harris's podcast mm-hmm. and talked about this book. And I thought it was just a nonfiction, like a book about you know, scientific research on the brain or whatever. But no, no, it's the fucking, uh-huh. it's a memoir of this guy growing up and discovering his ability. He meets this woman. He meets a woman who teaches him how to basically meditate. When he's real young. And it changes his life yeah. in a significant way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good mm-hmm. book. I'd say it gets a little cliche and corny at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that. You should follow your heart sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like... Like, yeah, he basically, as a kid, as a 12-year-old, he fucking meets a woman in a magic shop, and she just is, like, very open-hearted and welcomes him, and he has a shitty home life. His dad drinks and stuff. It's one of the situations he's very poor, and he's never really met anybody who just feels like like a fucking beam of light to him. And he immediately is Mm -hmm. taken with her, and she's like, hey, I'll come back and to the back room and I can show you some things. Right. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And he's <laughs> she's like, going to rape this kid. Yeah, but no, yeah, she yeah, actually Jesus teaches. Christ. Te- she's, she's like, I'll show you how to get anything you ever want in the world or something. It's like, it's real rapey. Oh, yeah. Anyway, she he shows up. And he's like, she's like, over the course of six weeks, I'll teach you how to do this, but you have to promise to teach someone else these Pay techniques. forward. And basically, there's the four techniques. Number one is relaxing the body. Number two is clearing the mind. Number two is opening the heart, and then four is clarifying your intent. Mm. But she goes over like, where is uh, opening your asshole wider <laughs> fall on the list? Relax your body. That's part of relaxing <laughs> your body. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, step one. Yeah, so basically uh, she tells him with this technique, you can do anything you want. And it's and it's different. Like a lot of, they talk about this on the podcast too, how this is different than the secret, where the secret is like visualize what you want in the world and, and you will get it. It'll just appear. This is more specific in that it is visualizing what you want and you will get it, but it's it's less voodoo. It's more like, no, no, you're setting your intention and if you put those sorts of vibes out and you work towards it, like this shit will happen for you because it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, if, if you're kind to other people, then people are kind to you. Exactly. It's not like people are just going to be kind to you mm-hmm. because you deserve it. It's like. It's it's a reciprocal. It's it's, it's just like a magic penny. Sure. You know? It's kind of similar <laughs> right. to step Yeah. It's like if you want, th- if your life to be happier, better or whatever, you, you need to do the things you can do to like set yourself up for that to come into your life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he he writes down like a fucking list of ten things. You know, I want a million dollars. I want a fucking Porsche. Like all this stuff. 
and he ends up getting all of this stuff yeah. like, throughout his life. I want to own an island or whatever. <laughs> like He owns an island? He fucking... So he's a bit of a, like a saint in this book. Like It's written by sure. him, you know? That's and he's kind of a saint, and he isn't shy about telling the audience how great he is oh mm. but i mean he goes into like he's he has like ferraris and porsches like he becomes like a very Who's wealthy a who wrote this again james Was this written by ty lopez yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he goes into all this stuff because he starts doing trading and he get, he invests in like a high or a tech company or a biomedical oh, okay. company that shoots up he becomes a neurosurgeon first um he goes to medical school and then he becomes a neurosurgeon mm-hmm. and then, then, but then he invests in some biomedical stuff, and then some technology. They do say those neurosurgeons are like it selects for just the most fucking full of themselves. Mm. Really? Yeah, like because it's such a. I think Sam touches on this in his po- on the podcast with him, saying that he doesn't really fit that mold or whatever. But like, yeah, because you're like, yeah, anyone who's like, yeah, I can do brain surgery. That level of confidence. Yeah, like how do you not? Yeah, so usually yeah. they're like really overconfident men in right. general. And okay. they, they're like, yeah, I, put your fucking life in my hands. I'll operate on your goddamn brain, which is kind of crazy because you have to be super smart and technically capable. So you don't usually well, thing, pair those I things. I think but... like neurosurgeons, I think, are the best of what doctors this world are. has. Well, like on anybody, not just doctors. Sure. So like these are like the highest level of people yeah. on yeah. the planet. But it fully like it's also true in that doctor show I watched, that Lennox Hill, like the these fucking neurosurgeons are fucking just like douchey kind of, you know, like in Sure. A- yeah. Right. I feel like you'd have to be though. <laughs> I feel like it makes sense. If- like I want them to have a lot of confidence <laughs> if they're same. Like skill and all that stuff, but confidence I feel like is also a key component of that. Yeah, if that's the trade-off if if Right. So I guess what I'm saying douchey, is right. like him owning all acceptable. these Ferraris and stuff like cuz at first I'm like this this doesn't jive with like this meditation thing for me. Well, I'm getting to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He right. he talks about so he's not bragging about this. Okay. But he kind of is is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he's bringing it up as like these are the material things but it's like you're bringing it up a little too much. Sure. In the, in you're the bringing book. a little too specific. Like you're really kind of bragging about <laughs> it when his message is mm-hmm. ultimately the material doesn't matter. The material doesn't matter, but like he is going into a lot of the material oh, shit. Sure. Like he's like talking he's like, <laughs> he's like it doesn't matter, but let me just yeah. tell you all this. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I had Ferraris, I had Porsches, I had random women in my bed every night. Oh, God. I had fucking, I did have like a fucking, uh, not a lease, but whatever it is, you sign for uh, to own your own island off the coast of New Zealand. Like he he had plans in place to start owning his own island. And he is kind of bragging about all this stuff. I mean, he he talks about how he's like the most sought after, like, business consultant in all of silicon valley maybe not the maybe he didn't say the most but he's highly sought after because sure. he got so successful like he's not super humble selling. is what you're saying um no but he ultimately does start to talk about how like i wasn't happy with all this material stuff yeah and then he lost it all before he lost it all he was gonna donate or give to charity like all this money like all the stock he had in a certain company which is worth like 60 million dollars or something uh-huh. he was already rich and he's like yeah yeah we'll put it in for like tax it was like a tax thing or whatever like donate to charity yep. and he's like do it at a non-refundable that's not refundable i can't remember the word but it's like non-revocable or something hmm. thing 
and then mm-hmm. which means you can't back out of it but it gives you better tax benefit whatever whatever yeah and then he loses all of his money after he does this like oh, the the stock market plummets or whatever and he has zero dollars <laughs> and then zero the, his fucking just an island but zero dollars no he didn't close on the island yet but his fucking accountant or whatever is like hey just to let you know through some glitch i didn't actually finish the, the paperwork. paperwork to get rid of that 65 million dollars for charity so i could just not file all that and you're you're back on top baby and he's and then he like reflects on it and he's like no like go ahead and donate it oh like he's a, a heart of gold he's like he's a neurosurgeon so he feels like i can make all this money back anyway sure like, i have the skill set to do it yeah i feel like someone else should have written this book about this motherfucker right you know what i mean yeah he has a crazy like, fucking Jesus life christ to be able to say that you know to be like yeah and i had the option there was a glitch and i had the option to get all my money back but i i still i still let it let it go right <laughs> like, and i don't know and that's the whole thing it's like that's just as thing. a reader it's hard to like digest as like are you even telling the truth like he may totally be right but it like because you wrote it there's something disingenuous not. about like yeah the sentiment of yeah it. especially if the message is, is like none of this stuff matters it's like yeah but you're writing a book about it <laughs> <laughs> like making money off the well, book yeah, yeah and he talks about how like he didn't really want to write the book but all of his friends like you got to write a book about oh, your story right. well, see that this is this is my exact problem the exact problem is like oh i didn't want to do any of this stuff you know because i'm dope but other people said i should so i did you know, it's my gift to the world <laughs> all right man yeah and he does right. this a lot throughout the book and he um and again like the message of the book like especially in the beginning of like him relaxing his body and like going through this stuff it's like you it makes you want to do it mm-hmm. like it makes like holy fuck like this is it's meditation, but like it's like different kinds of meditation, I guess. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. like the clearing your mind part is most of the mindfulness part of it, but like the opening your heart part was what he failed at as a kid, which is what he needed to get better at. Like he didn't quite open his heart, was why he got so infatuated with the material things. Mm. It's when he opened his mm-hmm. heart that it became like, oh no, I actually want happiness for other people, right. and that's what will make me happy. And so he he opened I, I forget what exactly the acronym stands for, but it's C Care is the name of the company he started, which is all about doing kind things for others. Or it's like actual scientific research on how doing nice things for other people improves your own happiness. Mm-hmm. Like there's now it's like the biggest study sure. on this stuff, and the Dalai Lama being of service. To the Dalai Lama has uh, donated mm-hmm. the most money he's ever donated to any cause to him. He brags about it. And then some true shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because when he starts focusing back on like what actually matters, it's not the Ferraris. It's not the thing. And he, by the way, he did keep one of his Porsches. Okay. And he, for sure, he starts talking about like the things that really were meaningful to him. He mentions how he gave a speech at his alma mater for, you know, whatever the college where he graduated medical school. And he gave like the, the white coat speech, which is like the most prestigious like they get somebody high up to usually give this speech to the to the school okay they gave him that honor and he gave the speech and when he was done he looked up and everyone in the audience was crying oh, and they gave him a standing ovation oh my it's just like God. jesus christ dude it's like again i don't doubt any of the things he's saying it i'm just sure it comes true. across a little grating comes across like is a conceited neurosurgeon <laughs> exactly yeah but the thing is is he grew up very poor and his grades were shit but he never took no for an answer. Like they were like, "There's no way you're getting into medical school." They'd tell yeah. him this, and he'd be like, 
he, he's, you don't understand. You. I am getting into medical school, and his tenacity got him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like eventually, he just broke down all these barriers by just not taking no for an answer. Yeah. For, Interesting. I wonder what the balance between acceptance and persistence is. Yeah, but it's funny because at the very end, right. you know, that, uh, books have acknowledgments at the end. Yeah. For a book about connecting with others, he acknowledges a surprisingly small amount of people. <laughs> like it's, it's a very short <laughs> list. Like he mentions somebody named Doug, uh-huh. which is not mentioned anywhere in the book. And then he, but he talks about how Probably he, his manager. But something. he's talking about how he Agent. inspired him and how he inspired his dad. Oh, like how James Doty inspired Doug's dad. Like oh. Doug told him. That his dad was really inspired by a story. And so he wrote the book. And so he acknowledges that in his acknowledgments. That's really weird. It's kind of a weird acknowledgement. Not, he's not thanking him. He's like yeah. just mentioning that he inspired him. Yeah. And he ends with like the very last sentence. Like he thanks his his publisher, sure. his editor, and his wife. Those are the three people that he thanks. And then he ends with, I would like to acknowledge the many others who throughout my life have helped me along my journey and who have so often shown me the path. Yeah, what about the bitch and the magic? Yeah, though? he doesn't thank Ruth, who's dead now, <laughs> yeah. but don't you Whoa. usually still thank them? Right, or dedicate it to her. He has a daughter he doesn't right. thank in the end. <laughs> like, it's oh like, my God. What is going on? Like, That's this, crazy. The acknowledgement is very Dude. weird. And That's really weird to not mention your entire immediate family. Yeah, because I've seen extensive acknowledgements in books. Your child. Like, he talks about her in the book, bizarre. but then there's so many people that he mentions in the book that it just don't get acknowledged at the end, I feel. Right. That's really Nobody weird. from his alma mater. Nobody. <laughs> what? Anyways. Huh. It's a, it's a good book, though. I mean, it's the thing. He goes into great detail about certain surgeries that he's done. Yeah. And those are like the most interesting parts of the book. Like. Like one moment where like somebody, it wasn't his fault. Nothing really is ever his fault sure. in the book. Of course. Other things cause him. Like like when the stock market crashed, it was his buddy's fault mm-hmm. that he didn't sell his stock before. <laughs> yeah. Like his buddy was like acting like an asshole at this business meeting. And so the, these other guys didn't want to buy the stock. And then the stock market crashed. It's like, it was, it's never his fault. For sure. And that that's including mm-hmm. in, in surgery, like somebody messed up. Like they, they lost focus for a split second and then they, they nicked a small... Like, the brain is so fucking intricate. Dude, I've seen so many of mm-hmm. these after watching that Lennox Hill show. And these doctors are fucking... They will get on these other people in the room. They're fucking ass about, like, being perfect. Yeah. And, like, not fucking... It's There's crazy. There's so much... Yeah. I mean, it's it's microscopic almost. Like, these little... Like, you nick the smallest nerves yeah. and, like, just blood will just Everywhere. start flooding the the uh what do you call it the um the scene of the crime what do you call it yeah the, do you, uh, the, su- the, the area the, the yeah. surgery site yeah. <laughs> but that's what happened like somebody like lost mm-hmm. focus and then all of a sudden blood started filling and he couldn't see like mm-hmm. where to make his next cut because yeah. now blood is filling and they're like trying to suction it out and they can't and it just keeps coming and this boy he does neurosurgery for, for children. children yeah which is like the in, in oh, most yeah. insane well most and, neurosurgeries yeah. are on young people oh are they well because like oh are they um i mean i think so i don't know like all these people that were getting brain surgery in this show that i was watching like it was because it's all sad it's like you get these uh glioblastomas or whatever which is brain cancer Uh and it's a i mean you're gonna die from this yeah but like it's all these young people that they're trying to extend their lives yeah you know so like i don't Mm -hmm. i think for like older people they're kind of like yeah we're not gonna crack your skull open yeah (laughs) I could see that. Yeah. But so he does. So he's operating on this kid and the blood starts filling up his head and it's like they're losing blood pressure and he's fucking 
going into whatever cardiac arrest. Yeah. He's fucking, so he starts like, his heart starts pounding. He starts panicking. And then he dips in and he goes, then I go back into the magic shop in his head. Like mm-hmm. he just fucking visualizes, like he can't see anything. It's covered in blood, but yeah. he's like, gets into the zone. He's able to now like put himself into a zone where now it's like his heart rate drops to fucking calm mm-hmm. and he just boom and he goes he just goes he to work and he, and he fucking saves this kid's life yeah with just pure fucking skill and focus and magic yeah. shop magic shop because of ruth it's it's fucking cool and then like that's like it's the book i think starts that way and then he goes back into like right because yeah what that, back in the magic shop not to keep talking about this show but it's it's pretty much my only uh in into the neurosurgery but mm-hmm. uh all of these doctors, they they do a meditation with the whole surgery staff right before they start. Mm-hmm. So like they they do a fucking meditation. They let, they're like fucking put everything. You're not allowed to bring baggage into this job. <laughs> like every single one of you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like get it out of here and like leave it at the door and fucking focus on what you need to do. Pretty yeah. intense. And I can't really remember the conversation he has with Sam Harris. But I don't remember him be- seeming like an arrogant. Dude. He didn't, and yeah. that's why. That's why when I'm remembering, it's like Sam was saying it in the context of like, it's funny, you know, because when you like neurosurgeons tend to be like these really braggadocious, like yeah, confident alpha, alpha guys, alpha guys, yeah. And and then he's like, I don't sense that with you or something. And then he also talks about like when James Doty is talking, he he like you can tell he gets choked up talking about some of the, his patients that he's lost, you know? Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I've seen people handle it a lot of different ways, right? Like being fully emotionally disconnected or too connected. And like, he's like, yeah. I think there's a balance there. Yeah. And he talks about that in the book. He talks about how he ha- he makes a connection with almost every single one of his patients. Yeah. Then when he gets into surgery, he fucking shuts that shit down. He shuts it down. Because whenever, yeah, if you start thinking about this as a human being, then yeah. your heart will start to pound. The, uh, the stakes again. The show <laughs> they say specifically. So there's this one patient who's there for months because she has like a stroke. She needs several surgeries, and they make a big point of being like, "You do not want to be close to the person that you're performing brain surgery on mm-hmm. because it just clouds your judgment. You wouldn't." Because it's so, right. it's such a risky thing that like you have to go with your instincts on like, I, I need to make another millimeter of a cut, right? And you're less likely to do that if you care for the Well, person. he talks about one of his patients who is a, an opera singer. Oh, fuck. And like he was friends with, not beforehand, like he became friends with her yeah. having to do the surgery and he loves opera. Sure. It's like one of his favorite themes. I think it's a sociopathic theme, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> who likes opera? Anyways. <laughs> He talks about right. how like he can't listen to opera while he's operating because it's it's an oh, emotional sure. experience for him. He has to play like classic rock or some shit. But she tells him like before the surgery, like like I would rather be dead than lose my ability to sing. Fuck, so bro. don't get rid of that. Right. <laughs> like, like I would rather die. And her fucking glioblastoma or whatever is in that area. Yeah. So he has to go in and it's like a fucking insanely intricate thing. And and something goes wrong in the surgery and Oh, I think like something a little bit goes wrong. I can't remember. But then he starts, he he jumps out of the of the objectiveness and he starts thinking about her yeah. and their friendship and his heart rate starts going up. He's like, oh, fuck. Like the yeah. stakes become really high. But then he goes back to the magic shop oh, and nice. then he's able to bring it back down mm-hmm. and he saves her. 
And she, she can sing? And she can oh, still sing. fuck. That was, scared me. <laughs> he does kill some people in this book. I don't think they would have been <laughs> friends. Think, yeah, I would, I would think so. I don't think you can just True dad have like a... I wonder if there is somebody with a perfect record. I doubt it. I mean, I wouldn't want... Not that I wouldn't want that, but like... You, you can't. That would be devastating like, I'm gonna be for somebody. I'm going to be the one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, do, I really don't think there is. Like, there has to be just certain surgeries that are like, you have a 1% chance of living. Yeah. And also like somebody who comes in well, in out a of lo- a car accident, like they're going to die if you don't do something. Like, sure. Well, everybody true. probably loses someone that way. It's like, there's nothing they could have done. Right. You're trying to save them. Right. Yeah. But it didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times like, you know, where you open their fucking skull up and first of all, these glioblastomas, like the rate at which they grow is fucking nutty. Like days, dude, like hours, like, you know, yeah. it's like mm. so crazy and you open them up and you're like, oh, like this is not what I expected. <laughs> oh, it's bigger <laughs> Like this already. isn't what I planned. Yeah, that's crazy. Bigger than the picture. It's anything medical I could not do. I just one I couldn't just touch another body. I couldn't even give a physical. I feel sure. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Hell yeah, Jamal. Do you have anything? Should we throw it back to you, or should we go back to one more thing that we got? Um, yeah. I mean, I watched I watched two movies. Yeah, let's do it. I watched The Fighter. Hell yeah! Finally, this is a good movie. Christian Bale fucking mark Wahlberg. did you love you love boxing movies i love boxing this movies. is one of the better ones too yeah one. it's good and christian bale is fucking phenomenal, phenomenal. In this movie yeah he's so good he plays the like i don't know what meth crack i don't know crack, 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 crack. Yeah. well he's like a fucking excellent boxer who then you know mm-hmm. kind of goes down the wrong yeah 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 former yeah. boxer right and his brother is also good. But he thinks they're doing a documentary about his comeback to right. the ring or whatever. But he's yeah. doing a... Doing Look how crack bad crack America. is, kids. Documentary. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> Which is sad. Holy fuck. You know? It's very sad. It's sad, but... It's like, fuck, yeah. bro. Like, that's kind of messed up to do. But it's a fucking good movie. I love it. It might be my favorite David O. Russ. I think I might, I might agree. I haven't seen American Hustle in a minute, oh. like, since it came out. Yeah, I, I need to rewatch that. I don't really that. remember anything about it. And I need to rewatch Silver Linings. But yeah. Right now as of now, I put the fighter above everything. Yeah. It's it's dope. Um and then I watched The Shining. Oh, dope. I want to rewatch. I love this fucking movie. There's not much I need to say about it, but I just fucking I love The Shining. It's my fave. It's so great. It's my favorite Halloween movie. It's a fucking I mean, It's Kubrick. the best. What do you, what do you got to say? Kubrick is a What do you mastermind. want? What do you want He's from me? And I was inspired because we had just watched uh, 2001 so recently, and that's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And then Joe and Ron on Talk Movies, they talk Stanley Kubrick with Louis C.K., and I was like giddy the entire time watching that. <laughs> it is such a fun watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. I'm, I I feel like in, I'll, I'll rewatch it sometime soon just, oh, yeah. just to soak it up. It's so good. It's fucking it's great. Yeah, dude. I mean, it. Th- this movie does not age like at all i feel like i mean it's so creepy yeah it's just fucking cre- and jack nicholson i mean it is jack nicholson's movie it's like his role that he is forever sure. right, but i think it's more i think it's like even like shelly duvall how crazy she is yeah like it all adds yeah to like all of these choices that stanley kubrick made sure all add to like the fucking 
eeriness of this fucking movie. Right. Yes. That's including Shelley Duvall's crazy fucking face. And that's what I mean. It's like there's things that might age about it, but they age like wine. You yeah. know, they don't age like women. <laughs> you know, so I think it gets I think it gets creepier and better with Just time. Just to touch on the Joe and Ronan like super quickly and them talking about the shining. Yeah. It's so funny to me that like Ronan was he's sticking to this point of like yeah, but he's like not a good dad and then like bad things. It's like, yeah, well, it's not about that guy. This is not that guy. Like he would have preferred to see yeah. him become crazy right. like like the book. And it's, like, it's like, you this don't is not think, Kubrick's vision. Right. You don't think that. Right. And he's like, well, it's just not realistic. It's like, you don't think that these relationships exist. And it's funny that like, yeah, Kubrick specifically, like other filmmakers, maybe right. you could be like, oh, like you had a bad vision or whatever, but like. You could have, if you walked up to Stanley Kubrick and you were like, hey man, like, I don't think this character, you're, we're buying this character. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick is going to be like, dude, I know what I want, yeah. homie. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Right. He's not questioning like, oh, who is this guy? He he knows exactly. You don't think he considered that arc <laughs> right. and then just rejected it right. and preferred this one? Yeah. Right. It was like, I don't want to tell that story. <laughs> right. like, yeah. This is not who like, that You're guy talking is. to a master right now. Like, you may not like the vision. Like, that's fine. It could not and be your cup of tea. And he doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I love but the this way is Lu- the vision. I love the way Louis talks about Stanley Kubrick of like, yeah. he did it exactly how he wanted. Like, you know, yeah. you really get a sense of like, this is not a guy who's questioning or is unsure of you know how he wants it to turn out and like it's like no he he knows exactly what he wants to do and he's not he wants to do something that's you've seen that other story you know what he doesn't want your typical art he wants to he wants to do his thing he doesn't want to oh yeah because that yeah i think it's back and forth between ronan and louis and i'd love all the points louis making and and I actually Ronan feel kind of bad for Ra- kind of for Ronan because I feel like he's in a tough spot, right? Like, because Lu- can you imagine? Like, so Your first hero, of all, he yeah. wants to impress the fuck yeah, out of Louis, sure. but he also doesn't want to like right. just bend over backwards on his points. No, I think he did a I think he did a good job defending his point. I just don't agree with his points. Sure. Yeah, I think yeah. he really held Same. his own. That's in how it. I felt. He 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 worked the balance really well I yeah. think because that, that, that I just was been. watching him and I was like I feel your anxiety and I would have I would have just agreed with everything Louis said <laughs> yeah same like I, I was like I feel your position right now like I totally mm-hmm. <laughs> I totally get I it I never thought of it that way you're you're a genius yeah I mean <laughs> holy fuck I mean I it was just what a treat I'm so happy that that exists I thought I showed it to Jordan and we all found out that that's not true so Kind of the Shining. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about the Joe and Ron on episode, oh, but yeah, The Shining yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah with with Louis. But yeah, I actually that. Yeah. I mean, fuck. It's a, it's such a dope movie. Okay, so we got a ranking, another ranking for everybody. Yeah. But oh, before shit. we do that, let's see what Megan's wondering. Hey, Reed fellas, I was wondering if they made Zelda into a movie, who would be a good character or actor to play Link? I love the sound effects in the background. Dude, how on point is that? Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> to play Zelda? Link. Okay. <laughs> That's what she said. He, he looks like a girl. Yeah. I remember there was a... Uh, Marlon Brando. This is very uh, apropos, I feel. <laughs> there, I remember there was an April Fool's joke way long ago. I must have been in fucking eighth grade or something. This is a great April Fool's joke to pull on you if I know where this is going. Someone just it, fucking No one you. was pulling it on me. Oh. It was like IGN or whatever does oh, like okay. fake, like here's a fake movie that's coming out. And oh, they, they did bro, one for, I think I know what you're talking they about. They did a Zelda one. Like there was like a poster. Like they did, 
I feel like every year they do like a a, a fake Zelda trailer or whatever. Yeah. And there was one that had like this fucking weird guy, like an actual with scenes and stuff movie that was like Zelda looked like garbage. But there one of them was just a poster with of just the Triforce and, and the cast listing, mm-hmm. and they had. Link was played by Haley Joel Osment. Oh Christ! <laughs> uh, back, you know he's younger at the time, right? Yeah. And Ganondorf was played by Jack Black. Oh, so how fucking <laughs> crazy God is real is that? That is real. Goddamn. But yeah, I don't know who. I I I honestly I go back and forth on this all the time of being like, oh, it would be so cool to see a Zelda movie, and then I'm like, fuck no. that, I don't want a Zelda. I have movie. a feeling it 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 could only disappoint. Of course, they're like directed by yeah. Peter Jackson. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Which at the time, it's like, oh, that would be awesome because he did Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings so well. It's like he could probably do Zelda. He just gets he just gets Orlando Bloom to reprise his role as uh, as Link. But that's the thing. It's like you want these adult actors to play Link, but he is a kid in the game. He's oh, a, he is? Well, in Ocarina of Time, he's that's fucking true. seven. And then he grows. Seven? And then he becomes 14, like he's the time travel. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, But uh, I mean, they're fucking... These aren't humans; they're Hylians, so maybe they age different. Who knows? Yeah. But he is, yeah, he is a kid. I mean, he, he <laughs> is a kid. He looks like a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you think back at like you being seven, you're not gonna be able to fucking dominate these bosses the way. He can't did. even hold the fucking a bow and uh, he has a bow and arrow. You know, fourteen year old Link has a bow oh, and arrow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Actually, he does have a bow and arrow when he's eight in Majora's Mask. He ages a year. Hmm. Um, I won't get into the lore of Zelda over here, but uh, yeah. It's fucking, he has a slingshot when he's good. Anyway, so who would play him? I don't know. Like, it would have to be a kid, like an up-and-coming kid who who, who blows things out of the water, <laughs> I guess. But the thing is, he would have to not talk. Link does not talk. That's true. So right. I don't know how you make a movie about it. It's like Drive. Ryan Gosling p- plays Link. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. But Link being a fucking non-audible character, you imprint yourself onto him. The moment he opens his mouth, now it's like that's not what yeah. I would say. That's he fucking. Sucks. Now he has his own character, which is why character. I was totally fine with there being no voice acting in all of Zelda. But then they've added it in Breath of the Wild, whatever. But Link still doesn't talk, which is the only thing I guess that really matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the question. Very uh, on point. Yes. Now this is a ranking. It's not really a ranking. It's not really. But I told Morgan to rank these four films that we watched. <laughs> Because they're not so movies. like, it's, it's, it's not really a ranking uh, right. situation. They're so different between. So, but just okay. to talk about them, we'll, yeah. we'll bring them up as a rank. All Here right. So number four, okay. Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry. Billie you're Eilish. number four, your least favorite. <laughs> I know. Here's the thing. I, and here's why. I liked all these. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I loved hearing all the music. I liked watching the doc. She's a child. So She's it's like she doesn't have a lot of backstory. And also, like, she has a good home life. <laughs> like, her brother yeah. helps her with all of her music. Like, you would think listening to her music that she had a shitty home life. You really would. <laughs> but she has a great home mm-hmm. life. She just talks about how she fucking cut her wrist. She's just whatever. like a moody. She's she, a mood. She's a moody teenager. She's a moody teenager. I yeah. lo- I think she is so fucking cool. Yeah, she's she is very cool. She's so cool. And, like, I just really love her. I love but her music. But every time she talks about her relationship or whatever. It's like, so it, clear it's, how young she is. You're listening to a high schooler and you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. why yeah. am I listening? Like, but, there are like 50-year-old men like 
interviewing her like yeah. so tell us the wisdom like they're trying to get wisdom from her i'm like she doesn't she's not wise <laughs> right she's Which, just very she talented singer she's so talented right and uh she's such a g it's such like the weirdest uh um dichotomy between like she sings and you're like she just is so angelically like frail almost like like light but then like her personality is kind of like like big and like aggressive and like I'm a fucking G, you know? Which is weird when they interview her and they're asking her, like, why do you have, like, you're singing about very hard issues and dark things. And yeah. she's like, you know, it's just I sing about what I know and people resonate with that. And, like, like, like she's talking about, like, things that, that are wise. Like, she's like, I just sing from my heart of, like, I singing from my heart of, like, what I feel. And it's like, this is what a musician does. Yeah. This is what... Right. It's like everyone's right. so used to just pop music being such surface level horseshit yeah. that when a pop, she is a pop star, sure. is actually singing about yeah. stuff that she can claim to be, well, you know, so true different. to her heart. Everyone's like blown away that there's an artist singing right. about her feelings. <laughs> right. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Right. Like, this is not new. Well, it is so, her yeah. music is so unique to the genre, I would say. I would say no. I feel like there's always somebody who comes out who who breaks into the pop charts. Sure. Who is genuine or singing about not just bullshit but i mean even the way her music sounds it's just not the majority i feel like it has a different sound sure no no, no. i'm not i'm not saying that she's like a, a copy, copy a copycat i mean she is kind of i mean she's building on the shoulders of whatever of but like of course no the sound or whatever she has she's musically talented she's so talented that's that's where all the talent is yeah is musically she's not <laughs> fucking wise beyond her no. years guru she's really person. not yeah mm-hmm she um, has a voice of an angel. It's and she unbelievable, it. dude, how talented she and that's, is. And those scenes I actually really enjoyed in this movie. Those are the only scenes I enjoy. The music. Is when she's singing in like her bedroom and stuff with her yeah. brother and stuff. That Those, I fucking loved all that shit. Mm-hmm. But when she's talking about other stuff, yeah, I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Like it has the same mm-hmm. arc of every other one of these movies. Like it does. Never Say Never or whatever. Yeah. Which the whole Justin Bieber right. aside thing is weird. <laughs> But she's also like throughout this whole movie, she's going out with like a thirty-year-old guy. She's fucking sixteen. Yeah, she's she's she like a thirty-year-old guy. Coachella sold out. I mean, or whatever. Fucking far as the eye can see, people. She's a headliner at Coachella. Yeah, Coachella, yeah. And fucking, he's there and doesn't come to visit and hang out with her afterwards, and she's all upset. And it's like, dude, fuck this guy ten years ago. Like, fuck right off. There's multiple scenes of her <laughs> being like, "Are you gonna come? No." Yeah. And he's just like this fucking thirty. Year, I don't, I'm I'm making up that he's thirty. I don't. We don't know young. anything about. We him. don't know anything about him other than what's on everyone's mind is the question. Like, are you guys fucking? Because it's weird. Yeah, because she's a, a young mm. girl. Yeah, that's the question that doesn't get answered throughout the whole movie. Is she a virgin? Yeah. Wait, so you mean he's not thirty? Like you don't know if he's actually that much older than her. He's over eighteen. He's a hundred percent older. Oh, like, I see. Like an adult. Yeah, she's. I mean, she gets famous when she's thirteen. And then right. the bulk, she writes this album and it comes out when she's 17. Well, she re- mm-hmm. releases the other album first when she's like 16. Two and then years. this one comes out when she's 18. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. And now she's what, 19 or 20? Because it came out in 2019. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I mean, she's just a fucking. She's a phenom. She's a superstar now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. But yeah, it lacked a little. I was like. It's it, way too long. It has an intermission, this movie. I know. And I'm just like, you don't. Ooh, she 2001. Doesn't, she, doesn't, she doesn't have enough of a life story to like document. Yeah. Like all of the <laughs> yeah, stuff with insane. her boyfriend. His name's Q. 
Yeah. Like that. It's all bullshit. Five years from now, she's going to regret this movie exists. She's yeah. like, this is so dumb. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> also, it's like just a typical, it's like, it's not like it's going to work out, you know? Right. Like it's supposed <laughs> to be playing like it's, it's somewhat heartbreaking, but it's like, it's not heartbreaking at all. It's not at all. When she finally breaks yeah. up, she's yeah. like, yeah, we're not, we're in a different place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, you guys, there's, dude, I don't know. It's so fucking dumb. Dude, yeah. You're a kid. But it is kind of funny, like some of the, like when her childishness does come out, like she, her, she gets shin splints really bad. She's a little jumping. And like she legit it gets like really upset because she immediately is starting the show and like fucking breaks her ankle yeah, or something. Yeah, she's a huge concert in Madrid. She goes out. She has like problems with her fucking legs. First jump she oh. does, she twists her ankle and she fucking starts crying on stage. <laughs> and like tries, and then is like, she's 17. Trying to recover and like talk <laughs> to this crowd, but okay. she's getting more like emotional because she's like, she's I just like, want to give you guys a good show and now I can't. Right. And then she runs off and is like legit for a second. She's 10, like, I can't. people out there. She's like, I can't do the show. And people are literally like, oh no, honey, like you're doing the show. No, no, no. They do not do that. <laughs> they don't do that. And this, that's what makes it so funny is because she has a whole crew of people who are like hugging her and they're like, oh, right. They're just like, oh, Against like we're really sorry. Against the child sorry. labor like, laws. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're like, they're like, what I'm sure whatever you give them, they'll be happy with. Yeah. But in the back of their minds, you know, they're like, there's no fucking way there's she's no not way. doing this. Yeah. They're, like, they're going to say whatever they yeah. have to. But you know, they can't legally force her to do it. She's 17. <laughs> right. So it's like, right. it's so this funny dynamic Thousands of them. Thousands of people in this crowd. Of all these adults being so dependent upon this 17 year old kid. It's so hilarious. Right. And you can tell that she's just like upset, right? Like she's like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Now I can't do my show. She feels like she's, you know. Letting them do, right. like, but they, I mean, honestly, like, say she was twenty or whatever, like, go fuck yourself and go sing that fucking song, you idiot! Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. everyone's here. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You were not sending right. them home. Like, I guess that's a fucking baller move to be like, go fuck yourself, every refund everybody, yeah. and, st- and pay everybody, all the crew. You have to pay everyone. <laughs> right. Like, go out of your own pocket. If you had fuck you money, I guess you can go ahead and do that. Sure. And just disappoint everybody. But like, it's just so. It's like she's already there. Yeah. She didn't fucking rip her vo- vocal cords she can sing <laughs> so it's like go out there and fucking yeah. sing but homie. She, she, when she starts to sing she keep, she's in her head and so she keeps she's crying right and that's, but that's the like, issue that she needs to get over they're like just sing the song like, like beyonce's not doing that beyonce's yeah. not crying right if she breaks her ankle right <laughs> it's like she's just so yeah it's it's actually it's kind of sad you know and then like you mean pathetic yeah. no i mean she's a fucking child that's the thing it's like it's you're conflicted because she is 17 but it's just so funny she's seeing learning these all the lessons like, uh. and, you know and she'll sure. get there she'll yeah. understand but she's like she's just a kid who hurt her ankle and like you know is i'm 17 she's 17 though i don't know i don't think no, like, she's not eight i understand her being disappointed but that it even crossed her mind for a second that she could just not do the show. Yeah. It's so fucking yeah. funny. Yeah. Like get over yourself. Yeah. Like go ahead yeah. and take a moment. Yeah. Go backstage, take a moment. Sure. But like, they're not sending everyone home. Right. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like there was something else. That like you can't, can't pull out like remember. 45 minutes real quick. <laughs> like, I know. It's just like, get your ass back out there. Out. We'll, give, we'll pump you full It's a fucking killers. story for them. They saw you break your ankle. They'll be happy with that. Yeah. But like they're not going to be happy right. with not hearing fucking bad guy. Right. So. <laughs> right. Um. Anyway. I really, one more thing. I thought it was interesting how she had like such strong feelings about her music videos, but like less strong feelings about the music itself. That's true. Well, she does, 
what became clear to me kind of was that her brother was is he's a musical a genius. Like he's yeah. the like the one producing all the, he's yeah. the one making them hits. Right. right. She is a very good right. singer. Yes. That's it. That's enough. Because <laughs> right. it's incredible. Well, but, yeah. I mean her brother yeah. is her brother's doing is, everything. Yeah. He he really mm-hmm. is producing the he's album. Like like she's like a prima donna and he's like fucking well, we have to like turn this album and like he's keeping the schedule he's yeah. making the beats he's fucking yeah, he's doing recording everything. her he's doing everything he's coming up with the songs he's performing with her on stage like he's <laughs> <Yeah>. doing everything <laughs> right and, and but, it's probably his fucking dream yeah he's yeah he's, he's the writer he's <laughs> yeah. doing everything like and he's yeah. like my fucking sister my fucking little stupid sister <laughs> yeah. is so fucking famous <laughs> and i'm doing all of this shit <laughs> yeah it's fucking funny yeah okay number three dave Chappelle. for what it's worth i fell asleep yeah, my, she fell asleep, so this is, this is my, a misranking, but yeah. that's also, how are you going to rank a comedy special with a documentary? I like, know. I, I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. So. We watched this with Jamal here. Yes. And yep. holy, my God, this this is it's so fucking funny. such a funny special. To me, it's like it's like joke writing wise, one of like mm-hmm. the bottom, I feel, but performance wise sure. might be number one. Yeah. Like his physicality on this yeah. special is so fucking funny and just like his delivery. <laughs> There's so many moments. Yeah, the whole thing about Kobe and he's dunking the ball, and then he's like, <laughs> "It's like the judge threw him the ball." He's like, "Play for your freedom," and that whole movement he does, like guarding Kobe, is all of his hilarious. movements are fucking hilarious. When he's screaming, mm-hmm. like what he does with the mic, yeah, yeah, with the banana, hey buddy, hey buddy, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking so good. Yeah, that's the fucking the cheeseburger lines in there. It's fucking cheeseburger. When he talks about Michael Jackson turning himself into that white yeah. ghoulish figure, like. ghoul like that. That split <laughs> second of that pause. Yeah. It's like the timing of that moment is so. Yeah, it's it's, it's his so timing, fucking it's perfect. His delivery, it's his performance that makes this yeah. so fucking funny and hold up. Because yeah. like the jokes yeah. themselves are like childish really childish yeah but it's yeah. oh my god like if anybody else at this special it would not be as fucking laugh out loud funny as this but it's seriously laugh yeah. out loud it's so yeah, funny yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fucking hilarious Chappelle doesn't he doesn't miss <laughs> <laughs> yeah. number two biggie i got a story to tell i'm surprised you put this high i thought you, this was gonna be your last one but um let me tell you something about this so I was, it's not like I was like a big Biggie fan, you know, per se. Yeah. His just presence on mic is like so, it's just instantly a, a bodily feeling. Right. He's got a vibe of like, you're, you're witnessing somebody who's so innately in talented with like their own vision and like, yes, he's doing something that no one else is doing. Yeah. He's a Stanley Kubrick. He's a Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, Notorious B.I.G.'s documentary. Uh, It's just, it's undeniable. Yeah, I mean, he's captivating. For sure. I enjoyed the documentary. I guess guess maybe the reason why I didn't think it it would go that, I think it's better than the Billie Eilish one, but like... I guess I just know the whole story, so it's it's, it's not as entertaining for me. But. So like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that he was kind of like. Conf- it seemed to me like he's conflicted. Like, I just don't think this music thing's gonna work out. And like, he kind of, and then he gets on board. Right, he's got a foot in both camps. And like, so th- I found that to be interesting. Like the fact that he does have these like, phys- I mean, he's a fucking fat, lazy-eyed dude. Yeah, you know, but he like fucking becomes a feared person in the drug game. And then, like, loved person on the I don't the think mic. he was feared in the drug. He pimp. had, he, no, he had fucking 
homies yeah. that he would be in the drug game with, they were the feared ones. But oh, okay. I guess by association, he was feared. But like, but then he's just also like such a nice boy. His and his mom's total like oblivious to who he is in general is so right. funny to me. Like, I just, it's like what, <laughs> like what are you talking? She doesn't know any of his music. Right, she's, well, she's like, like from Jamaica. <laughs> I know it's just like so. <laughs> she's just so out of left field, bro. I'm like, what the hell? She's like upset that he was cursing on the album, and like, she yeah. just knows him as Christopher. <laughs> Yeah, everyone calls him fucking Biggie. But like, yeah. yeah, it's funny how she says in the documentary that she's only listened to both of his albums one time through. Uh-huh. And that was enough. Which is super weird. Am I right? I don't know. I'm, I guess you have an image. Of, like, she knows her son. It is. I mean, it's weird being an outsider looking in and being like, wouldn't you want to know more about his music well, now that he's dead? he's dead? Yeah. Like. But it's like, I guess. Well, maybe it's like taints the image that's what i was that's what i'm saying like she sees him as an innocent kind boy and his lyrics are anything but right so i don't know yeah i was i was never the mom of notorious big so i don't i can't (laughs) he's just so um charismatic it's impressive it's it's super impressive that he's fucking rhyming in a way that when you when you hear his lyrics now they seem ubiquitous or whatever like they're fucking he's he he's now copied so often, right. and so it's like it right. don't, you don't see the magic of what he's doing. But at the time, everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like this is way better than everyone else. He does <laughs> this like street battle with this guy, and like it's just so cool to see like a real life moment of like everyone being like, "Oh my god, we've never seen anything like this." Right. That be- that became the the notorious notorious right uh fucking street even battle. the guy against him is like fuck oh like, shit yippee. oh shit bro like, <laughs> but it's funny how all of biggie's friends are like like he's with me like yeah, they're yeah. all like i brought him here like, right mm. and <laughs> just the hype that he is bringing of that like it's just and you can tell it's just a normal fucking what they think is going to be this normal day of like this rap battle that they do uh-huh. and he fucking they bring him along and, and everyone's like oh my god we're witnessing something unreal yeah he yeah it's cool it's super cool i enjoyed it all right number one hearts of darkness hearts of darkness this is this, i want to see this this movie is so i just found it so interesting to watch like first of all any the, as soon as they say the budget of the movie i'm like you're out of your fucking just because i can think of it in construction terms and he has to build these sets which i've never thought about movies from this perspective okay let's yeah before you say like let's mention i don't know if we've talked about on the pod that we watch apocalypse now oh and so that might be coming later but like we uh, me while jamal is here we all watch apocalypse now and we loved it and this movie is a documentary about the making of apocalypse now yeah and they fucking i didn't know this of course all this documentary is informing me of all this they, they fucking build from scratch this temple yes. for the movie that is built with actual, wow. like, stones. Well, yeah, like, and they're, like, talking about shit. how they Fuck. hired these Vietnamese, basically, Philippine. slave labor. It's in the Philippines. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Slave labor to fucking build these sets. And, like, but still, I'm like, bro, your timelines, your... They're building all <laughs> of this shit. Like, the, the, yeah. the fucking city where they first land where they're blowing shit mm-hmm. up left and right. Like, yeah. all that shit is built. Yeah, they build it all, and he Holy he wanted fuck. to shoot it in the Philipp- 
Philippines because he wanted it to look like Vietnam. This was happening during the Vietnam War. Like yes. they're making a Vietnam wow. anti-Vietnam War movie during Vietnam, and they're like, "Of course you can't shoot it in Vietnam. Let's go to the Philippines." But they're they're neighbors. also having a war. Well, they're not having a war, but they <laughs> they might have to like right. Well. The, you know, so we find out because we'd use their military shit. Yeah, we'd asked about the helicopters, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do they get the helicopters? Right. So, come to find out, they borrow them from the Filipino fucking army. Well, they rent them. They bu- they purchase. Wow. And a rentals. Literally, so many times, like five times throughout the the process of of needing to shoot these scenes with the helicopters, they just like divert. They go, no, we need them now. Like the general has to call these yeah. helicopters back because they might need them at the border. Right. <laughs> like, like, and he's like, Jesus. fuck. Like it's Francis Ford so Coppola is getting so upset. He's like, what the fuck? Like you just took five of my helicopters. Right. So, so, okay. So basically he, he funds this movie himself. He's coming off of the fucking high, point of the godfathers part one and two yeah like he is yeah he's rich and so he puts up his own money for this right because he's like no one else wants to do it no one else no one's gonna tie their name to the vietnam movie so he's like fuck it i'll fund it and then like so it's like all these good intentions right it's like wow like it's amazing he has the money but like just everything that can go wrong does hurricane hits and just wrecks the temple that they built like destroys it they have to build it all again uh the uh, fucking why can't I think of the main actor's name? Martin Sheen has a fucking heart attack. Yeah. A heart attack. He's 31. Yeah, they talk about, well, first of all, it wasn't Martin Sheen. <laughs> it was fucking Harvey Keitel. Yeah. And then after like a week of shooting with him, they're like, oh, we got to fire him. He's yeah. not working out. And so they get Martin Sheen and they have to reshoot all of his scenes from like the other angle. And then Martin Sheen, he's like a, such a sweet guy in real life. So nice. And like, I guess, like the way they paint this in the movie is like, <laughs> he had to become such a conflicted character like ptsd guy that the stress mm-hmm. of playing this character gave him a fucking heart attack <laughs> and then and so he's having to recover and they're like okay let's just shoot for a bunch months let's and just shoot a fucking b-roll yeah. the entire time he's gone well and then francis coppola is like so i totally i so get his fucking he is so panicked about the news getting yeah. out that he's had a heart attack because like they're already over budget yeah. over schedule fucking shit is going wrong he's so nervous that the fucking producers are gonna find out about what's really happening frankly and like he's like i need to finish this movie and fucking oh by the way all the while doesn't have an ending like it's the whole time it's based on a fucking book sort of like the book is (laughs) takes place in the 1920s it does nothing to do with the vietnam war yeah but it's like it's about a guy a guy traveling up the river to go find another guy to assassinate him or whatever and but he hates the fucking ending of the book, so he's like, I want to write it myself. I the the book doesn't capture it, so yeah. I'm gonna rewrite it myself. And so he's like, I'll just do it on the fly. He's doing it as they're <laughs> filming, bro. And it's it, like... it's coming down to the wire, and he's still like <laughs> freaking out, like I can't come up with an ending for this movie. Well, the scope that he's taken on is unbelievable. The idea that he's gonna have time to write is hilarious to me. That he even thinks he's yeah. gonna have like creative time is just so funny. Well, he's working day and night and he's fucking he is writing and like doing all the stuff. He's fucking a workaholic. Oh and I mean, clearly, it is not the normal There's a job four-year-old of a Sophia Coppola there and playing yeah. in the Philippine waters. And just like him going <laughs> from being like confident and excited about this movie to like legit panicked for for so valid reasons. Right, like he's becoming the Marlon Brando character, like going insane while yeah. he's making this movie. And also Marlon Brando, 
I kind of kind of was like, fuck you. When oh, I no, saw he's this. the biggest what pain in the ass asshole, bro. <laughs> First of all, he's like, no, I will not change my shooting date because they're going long. He's he's absolutely refusing to change any sort of his travel plans, which is OK, whatever. His and budget then, is a million dollars a week and he wants a million dollars up front, up front. And then he goes like, if we don't shoot these days, you will still pay me. Like, right. And then they pay him the million dollars. And then like it came down to where he might have just. Like he said, like, oh, I'm just not going to show up and I'm going to keep the million. Yes. And then Francis is like, are you fucking serious? Dude? I know. Like, he's going to really just take our million dollars. Well, this <laughs> isn't even the most egregious part. He to me personally, it's like after all, it's, he's making all these demands, whatever. He's a famous guy now. Like he may have other shit going on. It might just be like how he handles his business end of things. Right, right, right. right. But. Then they reveal that Francis Coppola has asked him to just do one thing, to read the book Hearts of Darkness so he gets an idea of who this character should be. He gets to the Philippines and it becomes immediately clear he has not read the story. Yeah, and but that's he has so many I, opinions. I know. Like, and that's where I'm like, fuck you. You're not going to even do, I don't know, he's like rolling off of this big name. It's like you're not doing the work. Of course. It's and so upsetting to me. He's fucking fat. Like, he, told, he tells me he's a lose weight. He shows up fat as fuck. Fatter. And then... And then is embarrassed to be on camera. He's embarrassed to take his shirt off on camera. Yeah. And so Francis Forkopa is like, it's, it's okay. I'll write the character in a way where it makes sense that he has a shirt on. Like, you're going to eat a bunch of mangoes yeah. or whatever. And Marlon Brown's like, no, that's not true mm-hmm. to the character. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah. No, my- you're too yeah. fat. You haven't done anything I've asked you. And you've been a pain in the ass the whole time. Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah, it just became clear that like he like Marlon Brando wasn't going to act these scenes. So what he did was he's like, let's just keep him like the cameras rolling. Like <laughs> while we're working out what the real dialogue is, we can just wait until we get it and record that. Or we can just film the processes of us writing it out loud. Yep. And so that's what is in the movie is like him they're just like asking him okay. random questions and they're basically just writing in the moment. Of it's just so crazy. The insane ramblings of Marlon Brando are in this movie. <laughs> and it's just That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Um, but then he's like, yeah, you know, he's just like, let's wrap it up or whatever. They, they're they there for two years. It takes them two years to do the whole movie. There's a break in the middle. I mean, it's, act- it's like 200 and something days of actual shooting. Right. But yeah, that doesn't include like whatever breaks that they took. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's like... There are days, there's like a legit hurricane or like monsoon or some shit. And he's like, it fucking rains in Vietnam. Like we're shooting. And like, it's in the movie, like legit, like where it's raining hella hard. Well, it's not in the movie. They cut the, oh, all, that's right. yeah. they, they cut, cut that all those scenes. Right, right, like they still right. shoot in these fucking monsoon that's conditions. Right. And then he's like, no, none of this is usable. Oh my God, dude. It's just, it's so. It's logistically crazy. It's logistically insane. And like watching it just things keep fucking going wrong and him trying just to desperately like keep on track and get this movie finished is just in such an interesting. Yeah. I highly recommend watching apocalypse now. I think it's a great movie yeah. and then watching hearts of darkness afterwards. Yeah. The, the behind the scenes. It's fucking great. That is all I have for the podcast. I just wanted to mention. Yes. That I am 31. I am 31 and I am half <laughs> vaccinated. I got my first of oh, two yeah. doses of the COVID vaccine. Nice. And I feel like a superhuman already. Hell yes. Beautiful. All right. Well, I feel like we talked a lot about movies and I feel like I yelled into the mic, but Oh no. Okay. I think we got it. I think everything is captured. It's a classic episode. Word. Classic. Put it in the books. 
Yep. Uh, check out that podcast. Pick. What, what, you said you were going to post a video on YouTube. Can check you out fucking Morgan battling the <laughs> anglerfish. Go to readfells.com to see the posted video. Okay. And fuck yeah. Quit talking, put butter on that shit. Bye. Stay hydrated.